Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL tour. Five rounds down in the NRL season, and we are back for another week of the fifth and last NRL podcast. Uh, a little bit earlier this week, just in terms of a uh, bit of a change this week in terms of training. Obviously, on the back of what we said last week, there's obviously a fair bit of family and personal stuff happening, so getting in a bit earlier. and uh, probably... No, we're a day early. Yeah. yeah. So, it, um, yeah, normally we'd be doing it Tuesday night, we're doing it Monday night for, yeah, reasons aforementioned. So, and I'll get just... on with it. Start by saying a big thank you to anyone who did send through a nice message on Twitter or Facebook from what we said last week. It's much appreciated. And um, yeah, let's jump straight into things here. And uh, obviously, as always, brought to you by Penrith Solar Centre and bluebet.com.au, the true blue Aussie bookie. Visit the website today, download the app on the Apple or Google Play Store, www.bluebet.com.au and Penrith Solar. There is no one better than Jake and the crew there. Get on board with them. Save yourself some cash with the set of six Brock, six topics, opinions, anything we like to talk about to start off and tackle one. Uh, the conclusion of the NRLW comp was a, a, a good seven-week period there. I think the products got better over time. We obviously know that the back end of the year, they're going to have the double up. We've got the eight teams coming on the back of that a year later. Then the 10 teams, we spoke a little bit Last time, that I think that's the right way to go. It needs to be sustainable. It needs to grow. I think they've shown this year with six, they've sort of got it right. It didn't dilute too much, and that's the way they went ahead as things rated well, and it's been good to watch. Yeah, I, I think it's um, it's about where it needs to be. It's growing. Uh, it was well attended yesterday in Queensland. So, uh, yeah, all, all, things look, all things look positive. Mm. And again... I think uh, a bit of history in terms of the, of the short history there has been. Brisbane have clearly dominated uh, most years, but the Roosters... Yeah, it's sc- good to see Brisbane get beat. Yeah, <laughs> scraped into the finals, had a, a massive upset win over the Brisbane Broncos, and then went on and finished the job off yesterday with a lot of ex-Dragons in their team. So, yeah, uh, like we said, I guess the main thing is it's it's rating well. It's very well in compared to the AFLW, and if they keep heading this direction and make it sustainable, and like we said, don't dilute it and expand appropriately at the time... Um, potentially, you know, five, ten years' time, we could have two full-time competitions, which would be outstanding. The more football, how long? How long? I don't know, two, five, ten years. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to take. It's time. going to be a long-term, a long-term plan. That's the whole point. Like we said, it takes. You know, don't die. Well, to be full-time, they need to be making or generating enough money for it to be full-time. Mm, and that's the thing. You seven games at the moment. You get to eight, pushes the comp out a bit further. Once you get to ten. You can get to the point where 
Could you package it up and sell it as an 18-round competition, play everyone twice? Can they go full-time? Does it generate enough revenue commercially, etc.? So I just guess... The answer to that at the moment is no. No. But what we spoke about from the start... It'll get there. As long as they want it to be sustainable and they do it at the right speed, I think it's definitely heading in the right direction. Yeah, definitely. And again, there's some parts of their game that are enjoyable in particular. To go full-time, you need enough players to go full-time. In the NRL, we're talking about... uh, In the men's competition, we're talking about, you know the fact that we're going to try and go to 17 teams and 18 teams in a competition that's been around for 100 years and we don't have the players to fill those teams. You're talking now about a women's game, women's rugby league, which has only really been or come to the fore and been a real strongly participated in sport probably in the last decade. So to build that foundation for a full-time competition is going to take time. Mm. Uh, and I understand there's some of the some of the girls there are pushing for you know big salaries and um, you know equal pay and all that sort of stuff. But you know I'm all for um, you know equal play equal pay, provided that there is um, you know I guess there's equal contribution. And well, at the I- moment, the, the men's game is generating a lot more. Um, is obviously a longer season. Uh, I think I think now they're going to go to two full time players per club, which I think is outstanding. I think that's a fantastic idea. They should be doing with with that as they are with the teams, just slowly expanding, expanding, expanding. You know, to a point where you can get to, you know, a certain amount of full time players. And obviously, that full time payment for the female players probably isn't as much as what it is for the for the men. And and look, I understand all the gender equality stuff, and I don't want to dip too much into that, but. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot of things that need to be worked through before we get to a full time competition. I think for for what it is right now, it's perfect. Mm. It's great. It's it's enough uh, that you know it gives us a. It, it's different to the men's game, whether people like it or not. Like I know a lot of people who don't like watching the women's game because they they're just they love the men's game. Uh, I, I probably didn't have or I had a different perspective of the women's game before I moved to Mounties because, you know, we, we had a program at school uh, and, and now it was sort of a participation girls program. But now, you know, been at Mounties, they're, they're running a girls program or women's program there, which is the same as the Cup and the, the Massey. They, they train same amount of time, have the same programs. They're just as committed and, uh, you know, they work just as hard. So I can see the push from some of the female players as to, you know, pay and all that sort of stuff. But I think what they need to understand is that the, the product's got to be generating the finances to be able to pay them those finances. Mm. I just, the key word, like I said, mm. mate, I think it's on the right track. I've quite enjoyed it. Um, just, you want it to be sustainable, though. And yeah, and it's not sustainable thing. if you try and grow too quickly. That's you the need point. 16s, 18s, all yeah. the things they're getting in place, get their own flag competition. They've got the Harvey Normans women's, they've got the Queensland comp. The more... <laughs> those sort of roots are ingrained and they're also starting to get girls that have been playing rugby sevens and other sports like Emma Tomagato, who was the equal Dale M winner who played Olympic sevens etc with the more of those they sort of pull in as well from other talent pools yeah. and become one of these sports that you know pulls them away from playing rugby sevens or pulls them away from wanting to play AFLW or grow up doing that the better off they're going to be but I think for now like you said all those small things have started being placed it rates well it didn't dilute too much going to six if it's all done the right way, long term, exactly like you just said then. I don't think it's a matter of sex and equality and this, that, the other. At the end of the day, you obviously need to have a full-time season. You need to be generating money commercially, 
And we know the biggest part of everything is the TV deal. If they get to a point where they've got enough teams and the product is as good as what it's been, yeah. there will be a TV deal for it and it will go full-time. So right now, though, it's, it's great that it's on the right track and hopefully in the future, like I said, there's more football for us to watch. The more football, the better, I say. Mm. Good times. Tackle number two, uh, injury to Latrell Mitchell. Very early on in the piece, but they're talking eight weeks now. They were talking hamstring strain, hoping for that. It seems like it's a hamstring tendon. We know he had that mm. bad hamstring injury the other year. Uh, this has implications in two directions. Obviously, South's tough start of the year, starting to work out the kinks in their spine, and he missed the first few games of suspension, and now he's out for eight weeks. So Taff comes in. It's, it's good that he's obviously played there and got them all the way to the grand final filling in, but it's another sort of hurdle for them to overcome in the early part of the season. So obviously, you know, losing somebody of his quality... He's going to hurt, but from an origin perspective, I looked at the dates to see where it lines up. If it's eight weeks from today, it's legitimately on origin week. So you'd have to say at this point in time that there's no way they'd consider picking him after eight weeks off for a hamstring tendon injury unless he comes back in six and probably has Mm -hmm. a week or two under his belt or at least a game to prove I'm 100% and I'm ready to go. One game. Um, Freddie would pick him, I'm sure. So on both sides, Mm -hmm. looking at it, like I said, for South, so I guess... The beautiful thing is you put that time into Taft last year and no one thought they'd get to the grand final. They did. So you've got a ready-made replacement. He's obviously not Latrell, but he did a hell of a job. But yeah, on the New South Wales front, looking at the dates, it's going to need to be a quicker recovery. So, Not only that, it's an important part of the year for South. They've started slowly. Mm. They've got, got a good very winnable. Yeah, so to lose arguably, arguably your best player and probably your best attacking player, apart from probably Cody Walker... It's a big blow. It's a huge blow. Huge. And for New South Wales, the, the three-prong the last few years while we've been so dominant has been the fullback trio we're able to put in our side. Turbo, Latrell, and Teddy. Yeah. Teddy's form, obviously, trying to mix back in with having the halves there and a new hooker. You've got Tom, who's obviously out now for potentially four weeks. He's going to have a few weeks there and hopefully get himself there healthy. And now you've got Latrell mm. missing up to eight weeks. You so. can't control injuries, though. No. Nah. But we've got good depth. So, or centers in particular, a spot they've got some guys there yeah. ready and waiting. But, um, yeah, big blow for South Sydney and potentially New South Wales, uh, depending how things work out. Tackle three, uh, the differences in the clubs and how things work out to start the season. The Tigers now 0-5 and, and the Panthers 5-0. and 0. Honestly, I, I thought Penrith, with the off-season surgeries off the back of the grand final, missing Nathan... Didn't think they'd like lose lots of games, but I thought they'd be in every game and maybe drop one or two. But not only have they been five and zero, I think they've been pretty dominant. And it's scary to think that again along that way, you've lost Toto, you've lost Leota. Cleary was missing for a few of those games. You've had other guys miss. Yeah, they've got a lot of improvement um, in them. And then there's guys that like we've spoke about that are still getting time. So Lenu's still only getting drip fed minutes. Kenny's playing more off the bench. Sorensen, Eisenhuth growing in his role, and then you got the kids they've put in full-time now, obviously, like Taylor May coming in and the impact he's had after only getting one game last year. Tago's early form, like, at this point in time, looking at things, like, when Tyo comes back, I know they've swapped Crichton for Burton last year, the opposite side of the field, and they've stuck with that now. Um, to obviously have Tago on the left, I, I'd have no hesitation in swapping Tyo over to the right and having him and Crichton stay together and leaving Taylor and May and Tago together and getting rid of Charlie Staines. Um, we said it last year. I think Staines has made improvements in how he tries to play in yardage, but um, at, at this point in time, I just think May's your better option when Toto's back. On form, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Mm. So, good signs there. And then you've got the Tigers. Obviously, the pressure continues to mount. 
another loss on the weekend. And then James Tamio, I, I like James Tamio as a player, but the comments that he can see, sort of comparisons to where they are and where Penrith were when he was there, I don't quite see, um, you know, where he's coming from on that perspective because the year where they sort of flushed everything and blooded all the young guys and transitioned from Ivan coming back in and Gus going, it was literally that one 12-month tough period to oust a few guys and cut out, um, you know, some issues in, in terms of the playing group, blood some young guys, and the year later they were, you know, 18, 19 wins during COVID and a draw. Mm. So I can't really draw a comparison between the two. Well, I can see what he's. I can see what he's saying, but yeah, like you say. Well, I don't see the crop of you know kids that have been. Yeah, no, no, I just mean that you know the dark period and the fact that they're rebuilding and you know they've got a good group. You got to trust that all that's true. Mm. Just, but yeah. they don't. They don't also have that young. Yeah, I'm saying like I'm literally coming through. They, they, they do have a few. Yeah, they've probably got a handful. They don't have twenty, thirty like Penrith. Not, not to the point where again, mm. within twelve months, they flushed half their side and you know started anew. But um, yeah, I think uh, I, I picked him for the spoon, and it was more again with some of the injuries and looking at some squad stuff. I didn't expect them to start this way. To be fair, they could have won the Titans game. To be fair, they had Melbourne early on, and that was sort of them falling off the pace in the second half. They, they probably could have had a win or two, but. I think the worst part is, and we said this the other week, if you have a couple of injuries, they've got a couple more, and you get a couple of losses early, it's very, very easy for this to snowball. Then the media's laid the boot in over a couple of weeks. Like Dane Laurie pulls out on the weekend, last minute when he tests positive for COVID at the ground, it's it's been a real rough trot. And then you look at the flip side, like with Penrith, don't start with Cleary, march on, missing these grand final guys, no worries, blood a couple of guys who are coming into a, a good and confident and winning football team and... Uh, you know, then Laota, Toto, etc. Like we said, missing games and just keep on rolling. So, um, just stark contrast to start the year between a couple of sides. But yeah, be, um, I think I saw a market today when Penrith will lose their first game, and I think the next few weeks they've got a pretty good run. Um, it's not until just pre-Origin they have three hard weeks in a row, which I'll be looking forward to watching them. Hopefully, Laota. And Toto are back on board, but I think three consecutive weeks from memory, it was Eels, Storm, and Roosters heading into the origin period. So, Super. Um, really looking forward to that. And in particular, Magic Round, Melbourne Storm up at Suncorp. Really looking forward to that one. <laughs> yeah, huge. And uh, huge. Yeah. For the Tigers, not any easier this week. They're getting Parramatta, who's in pretty good form. Um, they've been good clashes, these Easter Monday clashes in years gone past, and that they've been riding up to the Neck in it, so hopefully that's the case this week and we see a better effort than what we did against the Sharks. But moving on. I can't tackle, see it though. Tackle four. We talk about the contrast of the top and the bottom. I think slowly we're starting to see a split into tiers, sort of. And uh, I don't know if you agree with me, but I think right now you'd have Penrith on tier one on their own, sitting up top there on five and oh. I'd say the second tier for me is Storm, Eels, and Sharks on tier two. Tier three. Brewster's and Manly sitting there together and then tier four without including some of the bottom sides I reckon there's just a cluster of teams all those two three win teams the Warriors the Cowboys the Raiders etc all sort of grouped together kind of beaten one another lost a couple of games you probably wouldn't expect but in terms of that top six again uh, right now I think they've sort of worked themselves into sort of three tiers for the time being yeah without the fact that some teams haven't played top teams and it's still Still a little bit to be worked out, but yeah, sort of from the bottom, the 
from the top four down, I'm really struggling to work out. And, and probably the bottom four, those middle eight, they're really, really hard to yeah, well, I, to I, get a line of form through. Like, I don't think the Roosters have played well. Um, you got the Cowboys, the Knights, the Warriors, the Titans, all who have sort of shown patches, but you know haven't been convincing. Well, I think your bottom Rabbitohs. You know, look at who the Rabbitohs have played. Yeah, it's tough. So one. it's yeah, I really, it's hard, I really struggle to see the bottom four changing, and I think we're pretty close in the off season. In the Tigers, <clears> the Dogs, um, you've obviously got the Dragons somewhere around there, and then I, I was sort of between the Broncos and the Cowboys, but. But see, all those bottom sides have sort of played each other as well. Now They've still got, got to play some of the top sides. Look what happened, yeah. to, the, look what's happened to the Bulldogs over the last two weeks. I mean, tarped two weeks in a row. And then you've got Newcastle, obviously started well, but now they've got a couple of injuries. Now they've had a couple of losses in a row. Like I struggle to sort of see that four or five pushing. Um, I, I think the Cowboys had a little bit of confidence with the green shoots and their kids. I did, didn't think you know it was going to be a top eight result, but they've obviously got probably a higher ceiling in terms of growth than the kids they've got, but I wouldn't, wouldn't have expected it. In 12 months. Mm, mm. Um, but yeah, I still think we're slowly starting to see a divide, particularly probably the top five or six, just pushing themselves a little bit away. But again, uh, like you said, the Roosters are working through some combos and some rust and guys not playing football. Melbourne missed some guys early on. Penrith missed a couple of guys. you got the Sharks, which have started really, really well. They're still going to get better and better with new combinations and new players. Para, pretty much same, same. And we talked about it. This is sort of the last run with this group before... Things get separated. Um, and then Manly. Manly start off shaky. Lose Turbo. Think by all rights they're probably going to get beaten this weekend. They end up winning by 30. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, slowly seeing it. Hopefully, the, like, again, we don't want what we had last year. We basically knew very early on, this is the top five. No one else has got a chance. You know, this is basically what we're waiting for, for finals. And it's just all over and done with. Well, I think you got four there. Probably five there that you know. We're almost shoo-ins there. Mm. But I don't Panthers, think... Sharks, Storm, Eels, Roosters. I, I can't really see... I don't see any of Any of those eight. five missing the eight. No. Nah. So really, you were, you were down to... We're five rounds in, we're down to three spots. Mm. I'd be shocked if any of those fell out of the eight. Mm. It'd have to be due to a huge injury. Yeah. Uh, tackle five. The challenge situation that occurred in the Titans game. I've just ran you through Graham Ennersley's very confusing... Press conference. Oh, it's, it all seems pretty a, a, creating a complex situation out of something that's really simple. The referee missed two calls that the Titans wanted to challenge, which were right, and they got right, and they should have the right under a challenge system to challenge it. Mm. And for the way it was clarified, and we on the just weekend. fucking convolute and add layers and layers and layer of rules and uh, interpretations and all this shit that we throw into. The game, it should just be if you're going to have a challenge system, you should be able to challenge anything. And what he said, I, I do. I agree with what Annesley actually said and what the game's trying to do. Let let that play go on because you, you you can't have a system where someone can call a challenge when you know something's going against them or you know to stop a try or whatever. When whenever that that play, the current play is over, even if the referee misses a call. Say the for example the Titans one where Reed Marnie knocks it on right, mm. and Para regain the ball they get tackled. At that point, Titans should be able to say challenge. Well, three of them were yelling challenge straight away. And then they say, well, you can't because it's not a stoppage. So they and then give away Sexton a penalty. Came like, in on purpose to get the stoppage. I don't understand why they can't just call challenge. But his description after that was what really confused me. 
is he's saying you can't challenge what they're going for. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And That's he's just saying, horseshit. Well, then their challenge is technically the ruck. But this is what we've done with the field them. as well. The field, we've got, we've got 60 metres, which is refereed in one sense, with set restarts and seven tackle sets. And the other 40, which is normal penalty, straight arm stoppages and penalty. Like, it's just... I, I hate it. I legitimately hate the rules at the moment. I, I, I just... It frustrates the shit out of me. And you see referees that are calling um, six against and they go, oh, shit, actually, it's inside 40, and then they blow a penalty or vice versa. You know, they're thinking, oh, penalty, no, no, no hang on, it's a set restart. Like, it, the, the referee's job is hard enough as it is. We're making it harder. And then we bag the fuck out of the referees. It, you know, it, you take away, we took away two referees and we've added in a heap more rules. Hmm. It, it doesn't make any sense. And then we want perfection. We're searching for the perfect game. It does not exist. No. Nah. Like, it, there's never been several, seven tackles in our game ever. Ever. Until we, you know, we want to fuck with the fabric of the game. I hate it. Go back to six tackles. Um, if, you know, th- this was brought in for... I'll blame John Cartwright for this and the Billy Slater. This is the Billy Slater rule, the Billy Slater yeah, effect. Kick it dead. When the Titans just kick the fuck out of the ball and kick it dead and they beat Melbourne once because of it. Congratulations, right? You should just be able to say discretionary seven tackle set if a referee deems you kick the ball dead on purpose. That's it. Which That's is the pretty, only it was time. Pretty obvious that they were doing it. It was blatantly obvious. I'm kicking the ball thirty meters dead on the full. Yeah, and like we were talking about before, you've sort of now really gone one direction oh, too confused. far. Imagine if you were trying to learn the rules as a, as a fan who'd never seen the game the, before. The one, the one I really hate more than anything. You've discouraged attacking kicks. You've discouraged any attempt, really, in a lot of cases, like halves don't do it anywhere near as much to try and force a drop out or force a situation where they have to get out of their end goal. And the one that really kills me is like active scoring or going in to get the ball oh, or ridiculous. playing at a ball on the ground. And as soon as you knock it on, not only is it a knock on, it's seven tackles. It's set. ridiculous. Like, there's, there's situations there. But my biggest thing with this, and I know, again, it's, it's a really hard thing to call on the fly, but if their conviction is so quickly as it was in the knock-on there that they called it at the ruck before a play had gone on, it should have been accepted, that challenge straight away. Oh, this is the thing. Just get rid them. of the challenges then. Get rid of it. yelling at him instantly. If but, you can't challenge anything... But for him to say it needs to be a stoppage or... It off. That they, they made their own stoppage. Like, I don't like the look of it, but they got their point across twice. They were both they did, right they on both occasions. And they're doing what... A lot of us talk about as oh, ex-players man. where you get frustrated with refs. And I'm not saying players are right all the time. Well, this goes back to the last time they played Parramatta and they got dudded at the end of the game. The referee let Parramatta milk 90 seconds off the clock mm. and didn't do anything about it. So, I, look, I, it's frustrating as a fan. And I know that, like I said, they're trying to have limitations around it because they don't happening constantly. But in these two circumstances, within their conviction, they laid on a purpose for a reason because they were frustrated with Because they were right. Because they knew they the were knock right. on one in particular, like I said, there was three guys around it that were yelling at him straight away. Yeah. Uh, like and then Annesley went on for three or four minutes to start to talk about... The challenge oh, the ruck. Well, no, no, no. He's talking about, oh, well, you know, that, that's not the right process that, you know, if you if you go in and dive on and you give away a penalty that if the challenge is wrong, you go to the sin bin. It's like, well, no shit, Sherlock. Mm. He you know, the like, and then he the went wrong. in and had PowerPoints and graphs and all this shit, which just confuses people. Mm, well, like I said, though, he highlighted they can't challenge more what rules, they did. More I said, layers, what do you mean? more interpretation. He it's said they were stop. challenging the ruck speed because of the penalty. I said, no, they're not. How, who they determines laid, what is ruck they speed? They laid on the ruck 
to go to challenge the play you told them they couldn't challenge. Well, they got a stoppage. They're not challenging the ruck they just caused. They're challenging the play. I, you I love just the told one now. You can get challenge. stats on average ruck speed. It's like okay, mm. that doesn't mean you win the game because you've got a faster ruck speed. No, you need to be able to do something with the football. Oh, hello, but you know, Canterbury completed the, the highest percentage last year. Won the wooden spoon. I think Canterbury are in the top eight in terms of possession. Yeah, this year and they're still down the bottom. So. It's like what we talked oh, about back in the day. Go to the next point. Parramatta under Stephen Kearney, remember? Highest explode. completion rate in the competition, 90-something percent. How'd yeah. that go for him? They won the wooden spoon. Didn't work out too well. Yeah, it's oh, it's yeah, it's doing my head uh, in, man. I, like, I've got to be honest, I, I really struggle to watch some <laughs> games. I really do. I My blood boils and I just have to turn. I just, yeah, I, t- I turn it off. Well, I know it's hard at the moment because, yeah, no again... They're saying, oh, well, we're in play. But there's but... certain referees who just want to insert themselves in the game. Grant Atkins. Oh, he's he's up there, but there's he's not the only one. But it's like, it's not about you. No. Nah. I don't give but a we, fuck how well you referee. Yeah, That's exactly right. This, so. I don't care. But and I, even, even the way that some referees talk to players, I don't love. No. Nah. Um. But I get yeah, it. Yeah, the referees have just got... They've got the worst job in the game. The last the worst job. to move on. Again, but don't make I, it harder. I know you get off. I understand there needs to be some framework around challenges, but in a situation like why? that... What framework on, needs to be there? On the ruck, I don't know why there has to be. It's like the play the ball hasn't happened. You're yelling at him. Three of you are yelling at him. You should be able to stop the, it right there and go. The, the framework should be you can't deliberately stop another team when they're in, they're in an advantageous situation. Right, so if that ball was played and gone, it's too late. It's just three guys are on and you're calling challenge, right. challenge, challenge, challenge. Time out. Like, no, no. Here we go. Let's go back here and have a look at that. Oh, so, yeah. But they were right in both situations. So it's opened up a can of worms and a lot of people are frustrated. But again, oh, oh, we want to eliminate stoppages. So let's create more stoppages with challenges. Come on, man. Mm. You either want one or you want the other. Yeah, well, again... A lot of the uh, the panel afterwards were sort of frustrated with it, and I was like, well, they were right in both situations. So right, have, frustrated with what? Has, that, has that Holbrook and the Titans have actually worked out a way to well, manipulate the challenge system. They were right both times. So. To their advantage, when they were right. Mm. If they were wrong, like, I get it. Well, I thought about they were it. right, and they wouldn't have been able to do it twice if they weren't right the first time. But I'm just saying, as an ex-player, Come again, on, man. I see that side of it where you, you're very frustrated with something, oh. and they've... They've proved their point, really. <laughs> they were right on both occasions. It's one thing where we go, right, you can't get everything right or you can move on from it. But See, they, with that one, with they, the Reed Marnie one, if we didn't have mics on the field and we didn't have a challenge system, just... That would have been a player. And we didn't show 100 fucking replays of referee errors. Hmm. Like, you'd sort of pick it up. And, you know, Parramatta fans or Titans fans would pick it up. But we get over it. There's error. It's not the game. He's not perfect. Well, to your point, though. So you're trying to create a perfect game, but then what you've actually created is the Titans having to give away a deliberate penalty mm. to create another stoppage. But to your exact point, live, I couldn't see it. It <sighs> wasn't until the, they yeah. begged for it and laid in. I was like, "What the fuck are they doing?" And yeah. then they showed and the then, replay, and yeah, I was like, oh, "Exactly." Right. Well, three of them were pretty adamant for a reason, and they were right. So there you go. Tackle six to finish us off. The power rankings. We're going to put them in at six because they're back this week. Brought to you by the Penrith Solar Centre. Jake and the crew there. There is no one better if you're looking to get yourself hooked up with some solar. and uh, Make sure that you tackle those rising power bills this season. Head on with the help of Penrith Solar Centre. They are passionate about helping you sin bin those rising electricity bills for good. Find out how. Visit the website www.penrithsolar.com.au today or call 1800 20 29 30. 
Brock, who's your number one? Penrith. Easy. Panthers as well. 5-0 start. Easy, bro. Number two. Number two, I have the Melbourne Storm. I do too. And these next three I could say are interchangeable from you know the way they've played so far. But number three? Sharks. Sharks, I've got the same because they beat Para. But then people are going to go, well, you've got Para at four. They beat Melbourne. I'm like, okay. But, yeah. you know, it's all interchangeable. However you want to see it at this point in time. But That's okay. I'm just going... I think Melbourne are a better football. Yeah, I got team. power at four. You got power at four. Yep. Uh, Who you got at five? I got the Roosters. Same, but I don't love that. No, I don't either. But again, what's behind them makes me feel better Correct. about it. So that's the situation <laughs> as it Correct. is right now. Number six, similar deal. I've got Manly for no, now. No, I got the Rabbitohs. There you go. So there you go. Uh, number seven. Manly. Manly. I think the Rabbitohs have played well. They haven't. They just had a hard draw. They had a hard draw. I'm not going on. I'm not going on wins and losses. These nah, are power rankings. I'm going now more on the fact of that. Manly. Now. I don't even love having Manly in there because no, I, do I. I think Manly fans would agree. But again, they haven't really played their look best. Look who's footy. behind and who you're trying to throw in there. The, the win on Thursday night was a fantastic win by Manly. Mm. Without Turbo away from home in shit conditions, that was a great win. Well, I'm just going to throw it there now. I've left CS out altogether for the time being because they've had a tough run now. They missed okay, the trail. Okay, eight. So, seven, I'm up to. Seven, who you got? I've got the Warriors in. They've won yeah. three in a row. Good. They've had three different halves combinations. They've had a little bit of adversity so far. Yeah. Their draw probably hasn't been the toughest, but we'll get a good gauge this week. They play the Roosters. That's why I've got them at eight. And uh, number eight, I've got the Cowboys. Yeah. They've uh, got a couple of wins that people probably didn't expect. <laughs> I don't they, know. Probably, they probably could have won one the other yeah, night. But South, I'm just looking at the moment and going, I still hope they get the four or five wins that we talked about or four of a possible five in the next coming few weeks, but it has been a tough start. You start without Latrell, you're working on that combination, you get Latrell back in, he tears his hamstring. So you think that if the if the Cowboys played the Rabbitohs, the Cowboys would win? I think it'd be a close game. You're an idiot. I don't think anybody... You're a fool and a waste of time. Well, I don't think anybody thought that, you know, round two when the Raiders the, went up there, they were going to get Roosters murked the Cowboys... Three sin bins. And, and then they almost the lost to the Broncos. The, Rabbitohs, the Broncos got pelted. The Rabbitohs beat the Roosters. Come on, man. The Roosters struggled to with the, the Broncos, who copped 30 something from the Cowboys. Line, I could do the same thing you've just did if you want to get. Brock, if you want to get a string spiderweb going like a detective and draw lines, I can do the same thing. Yeah, good. The Roosters barely beat the Broncos. The Broncos copped 38 off the Cowboys. Listen, I do not want to pull out my jiu-jitsu moves. The answer is a pineapple, Brock. Yeah, it's an absolute mystery. It's only five rounds in. Things will you unfold. you got a bit of Cowboys love. Mooey tie. Some Mooey tie. Oh, good. Well, again, it's going to change. Cowboys will be out next week. Just Who are something. they playing this week? <laughs> Who are they playing this week? Titans, I think, aren't they? Uh, they got the Raiders. They'll get murked by the Raiders. So they, and the Raiders stink as well. They beat so. them round two, but yeah. Is that in Canberra? Yeah. Oh, hopefully it's, it's the cold Thursday as, night game. Hopefully it's as cold as shit down in Canberra. South for the Dogs Cowboys. is always a, usually a pretty good game, the Easter game. It's a good Friday game. We go back to the James Graham, the bent finger. <clears throat> we swiped out Adam Reynolds. Where were we right. that day? We went we're to, at Nana Pops. No, we went to Shark Park for one of them when they played one of them. That was a different one. Only a couple of years ago. We went to Melbourne. That was the 40 penalty game where Smith got Simbid. Yeah, it was ridiculous. We went to the Leagues Club beforehand and the Bulldogs just decided we're going to wait 80 penalties today and Sam Burgess wanted that, to fight everyone. That wasn't the 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 James Graham one we were at Nunn and Pops. Yeah, that one we were. But the one I was yeah. thinking about just then where Sam wanted to fight everyone. And they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They struggled to score points because the dogs just made it an absolute sleep on the ruck fest. Yeah. And then we watched the 40. That was during the crackdown. Yeah. 
Man, you watched the 44 penalty game at Shark Park. 44, yeah. It was horrendous. horrendous. There was a penalty every minute or whatever. No, every two minutes. You said, who are the Titans playing? You got Manly this week. Great. We'll smack Manly. <laughs> <laughs> the Massacre. Oh, An they attack. got Turbo out. An attack, Brookvale. Good. We've got a good record at Brookvale. The Brookvale too. Brawl. Go on, Google that. Or Four Pines, as they call it now. Four no, Pines I'll ring Dave Middleton. Uh, Give me some stats on the Titans. I tell you what I'd absolutely love to do. I'd love to fly to Melbourne and watch Shark Storm this weekend. I wouldn't. Why not? Because, mate, I've just come back from Melbourne, mate. Yeah, but we're not talking about you, mate. We're talking about the Sharks. We're talking about the Storm. It's the Buzz Cup, mate. It's on. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, reviews of the games from the weekend. Oh, reviews. Yeah, let's do Shut it. Up, mate. Let's review this game. Thanks to bluebet.com.au. If you're going to have a bet... With any bookie, do it with the true blue Aussie bookie. Bluebet, download the app today or visit the website www.bluebet.com.au. I tell you what, they've got some good content on Instagram. I've seen some funny things. Who does? Bluebet. There was a, a show bag for Tigers fans that was yeah. pretty funny. There's, there's been some good ones. I've quite enjoyed them the last few days. They had one about the streaker from memory. What about that on the weekend just before we get going? Streakers everywhere. And what about all the... I'm just going to throw out here. Anyone who was offended about the shot that got put on that lady, you, you go... You, 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 to, to me... Mate, she made a tackle break. I don't, so <laughs> after that, it's play on. <laughs> you fair game. You Mate, put your look, fucking bumpers up. You, you, you're going to got one. If you fucking go over the fence, you're fair game. He's... The guy that tackled her would have been a fourth division A grader. Mate, who, it wasn't even that bad. Everyone's he's, making he's it He's gone. He's, he's, I've seen what looks worse. Seen his time in the sun. He's gone, I'm going to sleep You this know bitch. what looks worse? <laughs> <laughs> it just goes fucking wild. You whack. know what looked worse? It looked worse because he did the old, like, pull him behind the thighs. As soon as your legs go, you're gone. Like, he didn't really... Like, let me tell you. It was a pizza hover. If he wanted to Lafitte a pal to her, he could have dropped the shoulder in and just fucking <sighs> flatlined her. But he did. I'll tell you what he probably could have done. Just gone and grabbed her. <laughs> like a normal fucking security guard. Mate. Instead of trying to be Shane Webke. Like, look, what is, look, what is look, he look doing? Look he, he got within she got within about three metres of Mitchell Moses and old mate just said I'm shutting you down what's she gonna do he got Terry going back to the reference from last week go watch Terry Tate off his linebacker that's what he did you know when you should have done your job security guard when she hopped the fence but did you see the did you, <laughs> when she got 60 metres onto the field did you see the revenge tackle from the Sharks game then no. a guy jumped over oh yeah not, with the flare. No, not the fucking protester from Floodproof or whatever he was no. he's done a few of those he's the dickhead has been sitting in the middle of the roads and oh, right. the okay. truckie guy the other day flipped out and carried him off the road so get the fuck out of the way some people are going to go to work good a guy jumped the fence and they called it revenge revenge of the seckies. So a bloke ran out and the security guard looked at him like, what's he doing? Yeah. And he smashed the security guard instead to get, you get revenge for the lady. Oh, okay. And then his mate fired him out half cut and the other security guard like, bugger off, mate. And he just sort of walked back in the ground like, all right. I thought, what is going on here? Oh, that's mental. The round went mental. That lady ran out with a shirt off and got flatlined. What was she doing? But mind you, she's come out today because some people were offended and said, I got what I deserved. And well, good on her. She was... Yeah, good on her. She was pretty happy with herself. Anyone, so. uh, Andrew Simons, anyone? Who went with that bloke? He For any out. of the journos and some of the people I've seen today saying they want an investigation and go after old mate who's oh, just doing his job. God's sake. The lady herself was put her hand up and said, yeah, it's a fair call. I shouldn't have gone out well, with that's, fucking sense. That's how so. Australia used to be 20 years ago. I just saw, it became woke and I saw a lot of stuff for in jail. And I was like, this is madness. They're all blowing up about a security guard. Yeah. Like, I know people do the old, well, she wasn't going to harm him. Like, you never know what's going to go on when someone crosses the fence. But she had a bra yeah. shirt off, she had a bra out, she was having a good time, and then old mate just decided to yeah. drop the hammer. Look, I think, it was, I think it was overkill, but I don't think he deserves to be thrown in jail. <laughs> He's doing his job. 
Oh yeah, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure fucking putting a woman to sleep is part of his job. <laughs> he didn't put her to sleep. He smoked her. Mate, if he wanted to smoke her, he would have dropped the shoulder in and just... Well, he did drop the no, shoulder in. He, he, he made a textbook tackle. Bro, he made a textbook tackle. He went nah, through the bread basket. He didn't make a textbook. He, he went lost bread his basket. Leg, he went straight through her. He lost his leg. He cut her in half. Anyway. She got diced Jeez. up like a cured meat. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if he wanted That's to... Like, pop- I bet you all the boys at the security club... At the... You know, security He's meeting, beers for debrief, life. like they're all oh, giving him a yeah, pat on the back. The Good on you man. for smashing that girl. You're a legend, bro. You're such a tough guy. Cut well, it out. It could have been worse. He could have gone over like clothesline from Helder and just ripped her face oh, off. He didn't do that. He could have just grabbed her. But I think that's your job. But is to restrain. Just to really restrain. Like, like, can we have a giggle? And then do? people are like, I didn't find it funny. I was like, oh god. I, just, I, I found it hilarious, but she got a bloody kid off and ran I think out it's more the debrief of it all. It's like. God, we just oh, super slow mo and overanalyze everything. And yeah. she comes out won't. herself and literally said, "I got what I was There'll be people on Twitter listening to this that'll be upset that oh, I make will. dumb comments. So. We'll get tagged in it for sure. Great, looking forward to it. <laughs> she, she, she said herself. She and they're people. It. They're the people that that security guard should be hitting like that. And she legit said the thing. It was something on my bucket list to run in the field. So she's done it now. <laughs> No, you need, she needs a new bucket list. I tell you what, I hope she's got to go fund me because fuck, the fine's going to be huge. Isn't, what, it, like, isn't it like five grand? I'm not grand? sure what it is in Queensland. I think it's pretty big everywhere. In Australia, uh, in New South Wales, I, I think cricket, now it's up to ten. The cricket's terrible. I think the cricket they put it up every two seconds. Like oh. if you come on the field, it's like ten grand or something. I was like, fuck, that's an expensive. That's expensive, yeah. Tell you what, if you're going to do that, you want to be like that guy in the AFL the other year who was new. Got into the crowd, ran through the construction site, and got away. If you're going to do it, you, on him. you better be ready to go. You better be ready to rumble if you're going to get out there. You know, where was that security guard when old mate stole Buddy's ball last week? What did that for? That guy tried to do the Bucks Brady situation, and he didn't get anywhere near the hallback. Oh. Brady was giving away Bitcoin and all sorts. Great. But. Brady yeah, now we'll go into the preview because that was great. That was a good review of the security guard. That, <laughs> that was great. But Brought to you I'll, by Penrith Solar Centre. That's right. And bluebet.com.au. <laughs> I'll find the video for you for the revenge tackle in the Sharks yeah. game because it was good. Kaizen and Rugby League Academy, but tackle was, tech experts. It was bang on. <laughs> I thought it was great. But I'm out with the flair. That was fucking stupid. Yeah, what are you doing, was. mate? Uh, Manly, 30-6 over Newcastle. Um, honestly... They just played the conditions better. They kicked, they controlled. Um, Newcastle, it's just sort of got worse and worse each week. They had the Barnett, 12-man game. Um, then this one here, you have two players get injured. They lost Jerome Mamasea, who has literally had a terror run the last few years. He's a highly touted player. He just can't stay on the field. Dominic Young drove his knee into the ground. I think 20 minutes in, he goes off, so they're down to 15. Uh, I did think they were maybe a little bit hard done by. There was a lot of six agains early on against Manly, and I'm like, okay, wasn't yeah. this sort of what we talked about? If you're going to... Just it, repeat infringements that someone sits down, but didn't even come close. But I think that just wore him down as the game went on. I really think Aloye's been a great spark for their pack. He's been outstanding the last two weeks. It's brought other guys. Energy levels up. Dylan Walker has really been good off the bench as well. Um, Cherry Evans' kicking game again came to the fore. They got a couple of tries out of that. And just plain and simple, they were better in the conditions. Yeah, I did, didn't think it was going to be a 30-6 to six. We no, it blew out late. It was close for 60 minutes. That Randall drop didn't help as well. That Newcastle was a had moment. plenty of chances. I, th- I think it was just probably inside 20. Manly were... Not that they were lucky. Mm. Their execution was just a little bit better. And again, tonight we don't have team lists because it's Monday, but I think Clune's in some doubt. And there's talk today mm. that Milford, who's now been cleared of his court case, who was obviously released from the agreement with South that Newcastle was sniffing around. 
Um, obviously, their situation where you've lost Pierce. I'm not sure they need that for You've lost Clune. Milford signs somewhere for next year. Well, they're already saying that Dolphins is done with Wayne, like I said the other week. Wayne's going to collect all his old... I'd, I'd want to know before I sign him, where it, you know, if he signs somewhere else next year, I, there's no way I'm bringing him in for one year. Well, I think their situation's a little bit different, just purely on Pierce, they let go. Clune, they got in last yeah, minute. Yeah, but do you want to rent a guy with a rap sheet um, who hasn't really played good for I'm not arguing with them, but I think they're literally just going, well, what, have, what else have we got? Like, have you, I don't know if you've looked at their New South Wales Cup team, because I haven't, but... Newcastle. Yeah. Very, very young. Exactly. Very they played their flag team. And then young Sasagi, who was coming through, was touted as a gun number six. So if they wanted to push Clifford into that role and give him a run, that would be an option. They have another young half in their flag team who they have big raps on. But again, he's only very, very young in the mould of what they talked about uh, with Sasagi. So Hoy's an option. <clears throat> Pythian, who they brought years ago and they've brought back. Like I highly doubt that's something they're going to look to do, but... Yeah, mm. I don't know. I think for them, they're maybe looking going, we don't really want to throw one of these kids in, so if it's got to be Milford for the rest of this year and they get in the market, I don't know. But it wasn't a great night. They've got a couple more injuries, and it was summed up at the end about what we said about the Ponga situation. He went to the press conference. They asked him a million questions. Adam O'Brien looked like he was ready to start shadow boxing and get his shirt off, and Ponga just let a dumb laugh out to every question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's yeah, he's got he's got some growing up to do that kid. Well, I know and Adam O'Brien's part to be fair, and I said this last week. They've put themselves in this situation, but still, as a club, I'd be not just go. They said he's worth the wait. I'm like, well, it's not going to be worth the wait if you go sixteen rounds. You're running in the bottom four. He pulls out on you, and there's no one in the market to sign. Like at some point, it's it's got to be a two way street. Yeah. You're paying him an exorbitant amount of money. You've given him all the control. You've given him everything he's wanted. You've paid him early. At some point, you've got to go to him and go, come on, man. This this has got to be a little bit too way. What, what are you leaning towards? What are you thinking? Like You've got to give us some idea of what's going on here. 100%. Because before you know it, it's going to be too fucking late. And they're going to be left with a bag of money, no marquee player, Pierce gone as well, and Braley coming off a severe injury. Yep. And then they're going to be no better off again next year, and that could be another write-off. And then if you have another bad season, other guys don't sign, then you're back to square one. That slowly just gets dismantled brick by brick. So as much mm. as they're trying to make it out like it's not a big deal, it is a pretty fucking big deal. But I digress. Let me move on from that one. The Warriors-Cowboys game. This was really entertaining. Defense was certainly not on the cards. 25-24. Bit of a shootout of some sorts. But um, I think the thing in the end that we probably both took into account watching it is no one can set up for a field goal. Mm, it's horrible. Absolutely. Even the one that went over was horrible. But yeah, they they just couldn't move into position. They don't. Neither side looked like they'd trained to kick a field goal. Mm, That's not to say that they haven't. No, I but, still found this a very mm, entertaining game. Two teams so like to move the football. It was plenty physical. Mm. Uh, you know, Fenua Blake, who was looking completely zero chance, ends up playing, has a good game. Curran, who's been really good all year. Mm. Chanel Harris to Vita. Not Tavita Harris um, coming in played a pretty good game. Then on the other side, I think for the Cowboys, did the you one... get in trouble for that again last week? Nah, I just you know zone out because sometimes we're talking at midnight. But yeah, um, the one I thought really made a big impression getting his first opportunity back in and probably proved a point to me, which is probably one thing that Hamiso can't do is drink water. I know Hamiso in a moment can take the ball ninety meters to the bank or push into space, but in terms of ball playing extra efforts, extra carries, like drink water the other night, offers a lot more creatively, probably brings a bit more spark from the back than can be that third option that they sort of 
I didn't lack it with Chad and Dearden, but Dearden's a runner. Chad's caught have been steering. But Hamiso sort of been, you know, I'll pop up here or there. With Drinkwater, they've got a genuine ball-playing option in the backfield who also ran. He scored a try, he had his hands in a couple of things. Yes, you're going to have to accept some errors, but he just wanted to beat everything. So I thought him being in the fold there probably wasn't a bad thing. Again, if that happened and you brought um, Hamiso back in and you moved him, the place he's going to end up is on the wing. Mm-hmm. People then would say, oh, well, Tolagi, which I agree, he's been outstanding, good under the high ball, good defensively. The other side of the field's felt they've got him signed long-term. Then you look at the centre options, you know, that's a position again. They're probably not going to be moving anyone anytime soon. Holmes has, has made a real good fist of his start there. So I don't know what the answer is, but the fact they've got Drinkwater on their books right now filling in why Hammer's out, it's a really good situation. Oh, and he played well, yeah. He, yeah. he looked he looked like he was trying to get a deal somewhere else. Why couldn't Newcastle go and sign well, I think Scott they Drinkwater? He's from Central Coast. They approached in the off-season, I think, but <clears throat> were turned away. So I'd rather him than Milford. I think the Cowboys realise they've got a good little setup at the moment. Similar player, he's a 6-1. How they fit it all together, a decision needs to be made. They they signed him before they got... I'd go as far as Townsend. saying I'd, I'd rather have Scott Drinkwater at you know 500k or 400k than what I would to have Ponger at 1.2. Well, there you go. Because I think you could get three Scott drink orders for the price you can get Ponger. Mm. Well, again, I, I think... I just, like, how many how many games, like Newcastle fans, how many games has Ponger actually won? Well, again, and against the top eight. For the team. Against a, you know, or when he's dominated, as I said And the Titans before. are starting to have that problem now with Dave Fafita as well. When you want to climb into that top four sphere, you're sort of a top eight side, fringe top eight side, which is where Gold Coast and Newcastle were last year. They're both paying someone 1.2 and they're both really looking going, well, is he going to get us into the top four? And the answer in both cases is probably no. The sample size for Ponga is obviously bigger. But for Feeder at the moment, isn't it doesn't look like he's fit enough to have the impact that he's needed. Mm. And well, he's also playing behind a, a pretty young spine. So The other thing I don't... I, I do understand it, but I don't. But guys that just refuse to play a position, like Drinkwater's thing last year is I'm a half. I'm like, well, I think you're better at fullback. Yeah. Like, front line, not great defensively. He's got a good <laughs> short-kicking game. He's a good ball runner. But I just think some guys, just because of how they are defensively, they're a liability for their back row. They place unwanted pressure on their inside and outside defenders and pretty much can solely dismantle an edge. I just think at the back... He's another one of these guys like Moylan that's come through that's just a natural ball runner, a good ball player, and when he just gets to inject himself and play free and attack, he just has a real big impact on games. Like That that game, his debut, I remember messaging you. I went down and remember to watch Penrith Storm, and I think Melbourne last minute did exactly what I thought they were going to do to the pricks. They're like, we're not going to pull anyone out. We're not going to pull anyone out last round. What do you know? They pull half the fucking first grade side out. Yeah. Drinkwater plays that night. Penrith ended up beating them. I think they didn't make the finals that year from memory, but his game that night and watching him just fly around the field and inject himself everywhere from the back. I'm like, he's, I don't understand why he's obsessed with being a six. Yeah. Like, so much more freedom, not defending in the front line, different position, different sort of fitness, but the way he attacks and what he can do from the backfield with freedom, time and space, I don't understand why he's adamant he wants to play six. I, I would have went to them last year if they were looking that way. or <clears throat> I don't think he would have known about the Chad situation, but I would have just been owning the fact of being full back there. Yeah, um, they're obviously looking at Hamiso, who again, freak of a player, but long term, like, is he going to be a twenty carries a game involvement sort of player? Is he going to develop into a ball? I, I think he's probably better off suited to a wing or a centre position. The way the game's changed, 
I think he needs to add a lot more to his game if he's going to play fullback. Mm. Um, I can see their, their thoughts around it, but yeah, I don't know. They're in a position, I guess, with OBs and probably halves at the moment where they've probably got one too many and someone's going to eventually end up going. It sort of looked like it was going to be drink water for a moment, but I don't know. Maybe in this period here, they reassess things a little bit if he plays good for a few weeks. But yeah. No doubt, Newcastle, I'm sure some of the Dragons. There's a, there's a lot of clubs I think they could look, whether it's one or six. Um for somebody of his quality. I think the Bulldogs could do worse for a fullback than someone yeah, Scott Drinkwater. 100%. Like, they're saying how filthy they were with Dufty yeah. on the weekend. I'm like, well, fuck, Drinkwater will have 20 touches, get involved in the shift plays, put himself in. Like, He's a better player than Dufty. I think there's a lot of clubs that could certainly use a, a player of Drinkwater. Yeah. But, you know, who knows, mate? Munster might move on. Bring him back. Bring him back to where he was with us. We'll take him for half the money. Well, there you go, yeah. Put him in. It will be very, very interesting to see how that one plays out. But... Yeah, there you go. The Warriors, good win in the end. Uh, three in a row. Done it the hard way, but they found a way. The Titans game was only two points, so it's been an interesting start to the year. And then Josh Curran came out and said he thinks they've got a top four side. I don't think they'd go that far, but they've clearly got a bit of belief in that group. But yeah. like I said the other week, we'd like to see them healthy now that Johnson's back in, have four to six weeks with the spine intact, Forwards all on the field because it just seems like last year and this year, every week someone's injured, suspended, or out for the Warriors. Just need a bit of stability. Yeah, 100%. Um, and yeah, for the Cowboys, similar deal. A couple of close games besides the sin bidding special last week, but um, it's a good chance this week against the Canberra side they've already beaten, but a tough road trip, obviously. Mm-hmm. Roosters, Broncos, we called this one live on Hijack, so hopefully uh, you're on board. We had, we had a decent audience, but we need more people to get on board. So as we said before, if you want to have the experience of watching game with us pair of nitwits, download hijack.tv from the Google or Apple Play Store. We'll be doing plenty more the next few weeks. We'll have a brewski, have a bit of a laugh. Um, but this one, first half was just all the Broncos. They were cycling better. Kicking, completing their sets. The Roosters couldn't get out of yardage. They were pinning them, making them kick off the back foot. And it really felt like they were in control. But the biggest issue, Brisbane just didn't bank enough points. They bombed a couple. The Roosters themselves bombed one on halftime. How Satili dropped that one, I'll still never know. But second half, I think the difference, again, Brisbane went away from what was working. <clears throat> lost that bit of patience. Had periods where they were just put under pressure, made to defend back-to-back sets. And I still don't think the Roosters won it. You know, with any sort of fluency, I think they just wonder off individual brilliance. You know, Manu come up yeah, with a couple of yeah, individual plays. Right. Easy man. The Sam Walker kick through, like for Satili, individual play. Like it wasn't like they constructed too much. It was just individual talent basically won the Roosters the game. And it goes back to what we've been saying the last few weeks. You want to see the best of them sooner or later. And we've heard Robinson say it now, month on month. He expects them to get better. When to see the spine sort of gel, probably not for eight to ten weeks. Like, he's pretty much outlaid what he's waiting for, what sort of time frame he's waiting. Yeah. And I think you can see it in their football because right now they're frustrating as hell to watch. They are, yeah. I, uh, yeah, frustrating, hard to watch, mm. disjointed. Like, Kiri young, in particular, it's just, you know. Yeah, like, you got Walker. the ground. It's young and Kiri's sort of on his way back. He's, yeah, like... It's just credit to the Roosters that they, they were good enough to win that game. Mm. And essentially, a couple of the, what we said, the forwards aren't playing it to their best, but hopefully they'll warm in the season like they did last year. There's still a lot. So, similar deal like we've said the whole way along. I'm not going to judge them until we sort of hit mid year and we've got a good sample size and everyone's sort of worked their way in. Mm. 
they obviously, like we said, probably need to be 50-50 or a little bit above by then, though, because as we know, they're going to have origin plays, regardless of what sort of form they're in. There's guys there that are definitely playing origin. Yeah. Angus Crichton, Tedesco, pretty much walk-up starts, and there's probably a handful of other guys to make attention. But, uh, yeah, I think for them, the main thing is to at least get themselves in a solid position during that period. Yeah. Uh, for Brisbane, frustrating, but I guess on the plus side, we finally saw Katani Staggs. He's been absent for four weeks. He had a game the other week where he had four touches, <coughs> four errors, and was just horrendous. But the other night, every time he touched the football, just dropping bodies left, right, and center, throwing blokes on the ground, a couple of line breaks, super powerful. And, and as we said on the night, he took his angry pills because anyone that touched him was just getting fucking thrown. Yeah, on the he was running aggressive, wasn't he? He was running to break tackles, running to hurt people. It was good to see. And that's what you need. You need that more consistently, though. Like we We need to see that over a significant period of time, and that's... Well, that's always a question. Well, for seven hundred thousand dollars, like we said, and for some of the things that were happening off the field during injuries or around times, mm-hmm. it can't be once every five weeks. Correct. Like, if you're going to be that level of centre, which is basically equal highest paid or right up there, you need to be top three every week on the field. Yeah. And find the ball. Yeah. 100%. The other night he found the ball. They obviously found him a bit more, and there's a real point of influence as we said in the call. They were getting at Walker because they got quick play the balls, and it gave them the ability to set up and either just roll in the space they created straight off the back of it or go alongside short side. But, um, yeah, I think the blueprint was sort of there of how they need to play a little bit more. Two good centres, and Haas obviously carries him every single week. He was outstanding again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Corey Oates finding some better form, but I don't know how his ankle's doing after that third trial where yeah. he jumped up and just buckled himself. Carried on like a buffoon. Oh, what about it? I was like, that's, that's Cinder's Moses. That wasn't, mm. that wasn't good. Not good. It was not good at all, son. No. Nah. Storm Raiders, 30-16. to 16. Um, I think the Storm had some real positive patches, but as you tend to see in some of these games during the year, and Craig showed you at halftime, a bit frustrated because they also tune out at times when things seem to be going, you know, pretty good for them. So I definitely wouldn't say it was a full 80-minute effort, but on the flip side of that, same with Canberra. The Canberra that turned up for the first 30 or so. Yeah, they competed. Might, this could be 50. And then yeah. neck minute the last 10 minutes, they're moving the ball around, they're breaking Melbourne down, there's a bit of ad-lib football, and they grab a try. I'm like, where the fuck's this been? Like, what? Well, this is the team that, you know, has given Melbourne trouble in the past. But yeah. uh, unfortunately, again, just you don't see good, big enough patches. Yeah, or- they, they competed. But they're not, like, you never really thought during that game that no. they were going to win. Their forward pack's been underwhelming. It's been disappointing. Big time, um, yeah, big time. And said it again, I just think they're really lacking some spark. Savage again played cup. They brought him up as 18th man last minute. I think they need to make a change, but, you know, he'll probably persist. And and for Melbourne, again, it's not perfect, but similar deal. Lots of changes the last few weeks. I think the most impressive thing, like we said, we need to see the spine progressively get better. We saw Hughes, Pappenhausen and Grant all sort of link in. And I talked last week that Munster needs to be sort of that last piece to get in. I think he had his best game of the season on the weekend. You agree. Certainly he found did. his way into the mix. Absolutely. So, And that, that's the key for them going forward. They're probably not as strong as they once were in the forward pack. A few of those guys that are moving on are a bit older. Um, missing Tui doesn't really help that rotation, but they're solid in their OBs. They've got a really, really good spine. They've got a forward pack that can do a job. So I mean, those four in particular, if they're firing and working together, they're always going to be a threat. Yeah. So uh, moving on from that one, South Dragons... To lose the trail as early as they did, perfect timing to get Taft back from that ankle problem. 
come in, did more than an adequate job, just like he did last year, which is why they got the grand final. Um, frustration for those poor Dragons fans out there. Oh, the dollar dazzlers, it's certainly showing. And then, like we said last week, like what, what's the plan in terms of what you're putting on the field in spine and key positions and what's the way forward? They just look slow. They couldn't hold up the middle. They got beaten there. Um, there's moments from certain players, but like I said last week, I just don't understand what they're doing. Like Matt Fee I get, finally gets himself in when I said the other week that that's sort of what you need to do with your two wingers to help out Sloan to have some physical bodies there. And he has a perler of a game. A couple offloads, I think seven, 16, 17 carries is really handy in yardage. But then again, you go to a buyer who's never quite held down a position at fullback. Like he's been a fullback, he's been a nine, he's been a six, he's been a center. Like, he's definitely a first grader, but at this point, he's probably a perfect 14. Mm. Uh, Amone, again, sits in that 14 role, how they bring him into the game. Moving Bird to six, like, if you haven't fucking figured it out by now, Bird's not a six. Bird's best spot is probably centre. Even when he was playing back row, I didn't agree with that. Yep. So I don't know what they're looking to achieve. And then Sullivan finally come back on the weekend. <laughs> Their cup team, which has been copping a shellacking for the last few weeks, had a good win over South. He was apparently outstanding. I keep saying the same thing every week and everyone's getting sick of hearing it. Probably the Dragons fans more particular because they're probably raging thinking the same thing. But straight away here, I'm just saying, Andrew McCulloch, you're either 14 or you're out of the team. Um... I'm moving Ben Hunt to nine. I'm putting Sullivan and Amone in the halves as they've come through, and I'm putting Sloan at the back. And regardless of the results and what you've said before in terms of sometimes, you know, learning in first grade is not the best thing. For this team, I don't know what else they could do. Because if they play with the players they're playing in these positions and a bunch of these one-year contracts and your Burgesses and Molo and guys that are sort of dropped in, I just don't know what they're doing. I don't think they're learning in first grade. I think they're good enough to play first grade. So do I. But they, they've obviously got to learn because they've played first grade. But hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Yeah, but there's a difference. If you're good good enough... Yeah, but would you rather see progress? You play and you learn. What I'm saying is the point that I was trying to make with the Cowboys is I'm not actually quite sure that those players have proven themselves to be competent and capable of playing first grade. A lot of those guys have since, this was in the season preview, obviously, Mm. since have proved that, yeah, they are competent, they are capable. Mm. But the the, the guys the Dragons have got have played enough first grade and shown enough in first grade to be picked in first grade. Mm. So the rubbish that Hook's carrying on with about protecting them and they need to play against men and it's it's rubbish and you've signed it's, them all for long term deals so you're telling us what you want to do yeah I, and but you're not doing I, it. I don't really understand I, I look at them and I, I'm confused because it looks like they've got a formula to build off for the next two or three years they're not going to win a comp in the next two or three years no I think what we but said you can before, set yourself up for winning a comp in four, five, six years for what you do now I think one to seven and probably if you made the decision and finally put Hunt to nine I think you've got a good base. Yeah, you keep pushing that. I don't, I don't love that. Well, I'd be I just playing think, Hunt at seven. I don't have a problem playing him at seven. I think he's good at seven at club, but for Sullivan, they're talking about Sullivan playing nine. Sullivan's not a nine. He's yeah. a seven. 
Toodaloo to uh, Andrew McCulloch. That's that yeah, I'm love affair's got to end soon. There's no legs. Well, he gave him a three-year deal. He's still well, got another I know, year to go. I know that. I know that. He brought half the under. See how much he loves team. his. Uh, see how much he loves his three-year deal when he's playing reserve grade. Well, well, I don't think he cares. He's getting paid. But I, I tell you, whose extension's not going to mean shit soon if he keeps going the way he is. That's Hook. Yeah, one yeah. and four. They gave him the year extension, and those figures already been bandied around about. All right, they gave him the extension. And who they beat? They beat the Warriors in a game they could have lost. Hmm. Basically, because the Warriors for the last twenty decided to make a thousand errors and yeah, just set themselves on fire. They could be on five as well. So, and they're one of their last thirteen after barbecue game as well. <sighs> wow. So you wonder why the Dragons fans are getting angry, and then they... and their last two wins are over the Warriors. All talking about the money ball and the dollar dazzlers they've brought in. Where's it getting you? Which is the whole point. If you're going to lose, people want to see progress. Mm. And they look at these kids that we're talking about and they go, why the well, fuck? Well, see a plan, see a direction. Yeah, why yeah. the fuck are we not playing these guys and, and building something? Hook. This is this is the this is the point I'll leave you on with the Dragons, right? <clears throat> the reason why people are confused about the Dragons is because he can't articulate their direction. He can't articulate their plan. And the fans have smelt it. The fans can see it. And that's why they're angry. If you're the head coach of an organisation and you have you build a squad, you've got young players, you've signed into extensions, tell us the plan. Hmm. Own the direction. Well, I'm There's sitting none here of right it. now if I'm a Dragons fan going... I like the direction it. is, well, oh, well, they need to play against men. I like those kids. They're 1-6-7. Okay. I like our centres. I like our wings if it's one of the twins and Ravalawa. And, yeah, I need to make a decision on whether it is, is Sullivan turned into a nine. I don't think so. I think Hunt's played his best football when he plays nine at reps. Do you make that to give those guys someone out of dummy half who can actually probe and create and manipulate and kick? Mm. And then after that, my sole purpose for this offseason is we need to go into the market and get forwards. Because what they've got there right now, the recycled players they've got, uh, excuse my French, shit, mm. for lack of a better word. And I said it last year, the commitment they made to Jack DeBellin after the couple of years that he missed out just blew my mind. I don't understand how... Tell me who'd be doing a better job, Griffin or McGregor? McGregor. There you go. I don't think he was doing a bad job in the first place. I said that Millwood and a lot of guys tied his hands. He this, sort of... this is... Yeah, I remember saying at the time, be careful what you wish for. But I'll put it to you this, this way. Is why. If there's ever a time where the drums are going to start beating and everybody knows he's there and I said it was weird... Flanagan was brought on his staff. I know. And then when he got there, Hook, I'm pretty sure, got rid of Flanagan. Then the club brought Flanagan back as a consultant, but he's now in the club. Mm. So now they've got a, a buyout clause, obviously, in this extension. Dun, dun, Would dun. they make the move again within a year to say, all right, fuck it, let's pay the couple hundred grand and let's hand the keys over to Flanagan? Oh, man. I wouldn't think so. Up, up, I heard. Um, I heard buzz while I was cooking dinner. I had three sixty on. Get buzz, hun, mate. What a buzz shed, mate. I've lost my chain of thought. Buzz was saying, "Who were we talking, <laughs> talking about the dragons? Talking about the dragons." Oh, he was saying, "Why did we? Why did the dragons extend Anthony Griffin?" Well, and I thought, that's, "That's a good Griffin. point." We certainly off season. That's a good point. Who's chasing him? Yeah, that's and that's the point that Buzz was making, mate. It was fucking pointless. And then I realised I had 360 on and then I turned it off. There you go. I had a... It was Hoops. And Buzz. I love Buzz. Buzz is great. Yeah. (laughs) They should attack him straight away. (laughs) (laughs) He could make the most Uh, intelligent point ever and the three of them are all sitting there like fucking hungry, just guard dogs. 
locked up in a garbage out like in some sort of limbs. Just go, ah, ah, ah. They're just yeah. after him straight away. I'm like, far out, boys. Super. Just let bites finish. But uh, I digress, Dragons fans. Again, we've been frustrated the last few weeks, but you're right. You just want to see a plan. You want to see something to go, okay, we're doing this. This makes sense. We're willing to take some of the hurt because it's it's building towards something. What is my plan? But when you've got Mbai, Woods, you know, McCulloch, etc., there's not really much of a plan. Bird, who you haven't even got signed up yet, now playing at six. None of, none of it makes fucking sense. Not much sense at all. Nope. For Souths, again, uh, it's been a tough little trot, but good win. And it was a game where Damien Cook finally got to sort of unleash and comes back to a bit again. Dragons are slow through the middle. They got him through there. He was able to probe and push his way through. Had a pretty handy night. Taff when he came in, like we said. Solid replacement. Ilias again um, did his job. Thought he kicked well and all around, you know, their, their forward pack, as it has been the last few years, probably not the most highly rated forward pack, but they do a job. Um, and the one that's really come on in leaps and bounds or I think stepped up early this year, along with Murray's Kalamatungi. He was outstanding. Yeah, um, just a win they needed, South. Yeah, they, and hopefully... After again, losing Latrell. To get one this week against the Dogs. Um, always a tough game, the Easter game. But they, like we said, they probably need these next four out of five or so. Just to put themselves in the spot, and especially now yeah. they're going to lose Latrell. Because Origin, similar for them. If Latrell's healthy or injured, you know he's going to be involved. You know that Cam Murray's a walk-up start. Cook's going to be given his incumbency in that jersey, so they're going to lose players. So they need to bank some wins as well because yeah. that period's going to hurt. More than years gone by, that's for sure. Uh, it was Titans, 26-20. It was 20 nil at half time. They were well and truly in control. Uh, you know, losing another player in Wunga Blake and having Cartwright and up in the centres, you think things would open up a little bit. Honestly thought the Titans forward pack was average and how this turned out the way it did just sort of blew my mind before you know it they grabbed a try there's the sin bin that's divided everyone the junior Paulo shot um, and I, I think there's fair points on both sides some are saying it hit shoulder first then went up the head he laid on the ground only grabbed his shoulder was yelling at Paulo it was only shoulder others are saying okay well you've pinned him and binned him for a headshot why the fuck's you not gone off for a HIA so Again, we're very confused within the rules about what's going on. It was on. a shoulder charge to start with. Um, he, he never tried to wrap his arm. Whether it actually met the criteria for what they uh, would, I guess, define as a shoulder charge is irrelevant. Like he didn't, he didn't try to wrap his arm. He hit him, and this is what I was trying. The point I was trying to make when we were talking about the late hit, hits on halves. It, it's the way that they hit. The halves. It's the way that they go in and make contact with these key position players. I, I, I didn't think it was a sin bin. I didn't think it was suspension worthy. But like, I don't, I don't like it. I, if I'm coaching Junior Paula, I'm saying to him, mate, you, like, why are you not wrapping your arms there? You're opening yourself up to penalties and sin bins and suspensions. And again, like I said on previous weeks, it's not an effective tackle. Like he knocks, he, he sort of knocks him back. I understand that, but he's not on the tackle. He's not then controlling the ruck. So what what coaches would like to see as a, an effective tackle? That's not it. I was going to say his shoulder nearly spontaneously get busted. So I it's, think it's, it's pretty hitting, effective. It, this is the point I was trying to make, and I'll go right back around to it. it. It's it's very clear that the intent is hit to hurt, and that's that's the part I think that as a game. 
culturally, we need to change. But we're not allowed to hit hard anymore. No, no, no. I'm not saying you can't hit him hard. I, I think he just fucking hit him really why hard. Could, well, it, well, why didn't he wrap his arms? Well, we still see plenty of collisions like that, though. Yeah, I... T- I don't. I don't like when we go too far the other way. Like to me, we're not going too far the other way. What I, What I'm saying is, he's gone. Why into... Why are you trying to hit him? Like even if he, he's, not, I don't. Think, I don't believe there. He's trying to. He really has a target area. He's going in to make a heavy collision. Well, he Brim, Brimson's going 110 percent into the belly of the beast. So again, if you're going to dance in the devil's playground, you're going to cop some medicine every so often. He literally. I don't have, I don't like have a problem a with. I, I, what, I don't have a problem with Brimson getting smacked on the. I have play. a problem. With the fact that he didn't wrap his arms. I didn't think it was direct contact with Ed. I think he got the shoulder. And the way he laid down and got up and he... if Let's put it this way. Brimson's Ju- head made contact with Paul. If Junior Paul had got him in the head, he's not sitting there holding his shoulder or rolling around. Well, why is he holding his, his shoulder? His head would have been off his that, that comes back to some of the play that comes in with HIAs as well. You know yourself. Man, he, he got up. If Junior Paul... There Polo, was a couple on the weekend where you're telling players, me, players hit their head and then they got up and they grabbed a different part of their body. Well, he seemed pretty well and truly in control to me. And he was even talking when he was off, saying it was only shoulder. And he looked pretty fine to me. Who like, was the one? The one yesterday in the... I thought Viliami Kikau um, KO'd himself at the end of the Penrith game. And came up and got up and was holding a different part of his body. So, I, yeah, I I, go, go, coming back to the point, I I don't think it's a... I think it's a penalty, but I don't think it's a Simbin or a suspension. Well, I just and I just don't like the culture that we have as a game. We're just trying to fucking take blokes out. When it was said, that was <clears> directly <throat> with the head. I'm like, if Junior Paul hit him the way he hit directly in the head, he wouldn't be breathing. Well, it was direct contact He'd with the head, but secondary to the initial contact. Well, he would have slept him if he hit him straight in the face. That's he didn't hit him straight in the face, but no, he's. He grabbed but that's the point I'm trying to make. Brimson's head then hit Paulo. Yeah, but that's that's not the Montoya one on Friday. I, I mean, understand I didn't that. Agree with that one. He hit him in the chest, and the bloke head rock yeah, forward. Missing like, my point. It's a good hit. You're like missing my point. It still is. It still is contact with the head, technically, because his head has made contact with Paulo, but the initial contact was on the shoulder. I think we're getting too fucking great. Oh, no, we're not. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with what you're saying. Like, I don't. Yeah. But don't tell me that Brimson's head didn't touch Paulo. Oh, might have gone there afterwards, but mm. the initial shot. That's like, the point. We've all been hitting away where our heads dipped no, I, or whiplashed. I, I, I or agree like, with that. I'd never been. I, I didn't get a penalty that. for it. That's for sure. But yeah, I don't know. That that was a critical play though. Once that happened, the door sort of opened. Brimson has a couple of touches. They find some tries. You've obviously got Dave Fafita just playing under tense football. Picks it up from dummy half. Huge play. Uh, Marju similar deal. Just another piece of individual brilliance. Barges his way in, and they they threaten late. Um, but it was too late, and that's just it. I, I guess the question comes back to, again, 20 nil down. Forward pack was pretty average, and I didn't think the spine had a lot of control. And this was our question mark in this season for the Titans. They've got a good forward pack. Their outside backs are pretty solid at this point in time. But is this halves pairing without Fogarty there and a young fullback and the nine in Clark, who, to be honest, like I said, I think he's a bench player at best. Is this going to be enough to win your games of football? And I think at this point in time, it's probably fair to say it's it's not, and I don't think it's going to get him to the eight. Well, who have they lost to? They've lost three games. They've lost to Parra twice. Yep. You beat the Warriors by two points. Yeah, beat the you Tigers. You beat the Tigers on in a that shit show on the full time. Who was the other game? I can't even remember. Who did you play? No, I don't know. I can't but, remember, mate. Yeah, I'll, like, I'll have a look now while we're chatting. Overall, like you said, really good forward pack. They're probably I, where I expected them to I be. I like your outside backs, but I just don't see with the spine right now. 
Uh, I think Campbell definitely makes a difference. He's a real good spark. Like a Sarko, it's hard to transition mid-year, join in to a team. He's more of a runner than we he's lost a ball to Canberra. player. We lost Canberra. We lost Canberra 20-0. There you go. And blew that, so it's not making for great reasons. Well, they're about there. they're about where I expect them to be. I certainly didn't expect them to beat Parramatta, but that Canberra game is one that might come back and get them because that's the difference between them now having a winning record and a losing record. Well, mate, this weekend you should be looking for venge for the massacre. If they can't get up for this, I don't know why. Oh, they'll belt mainly. They need... <laughs> they'll belt mainly. Uh, Parramatta, again, uh, I was pretty impressed with the forward pack. I think Campbell Gillard and Paulo have started the year outstanding. Yeah, they're the best front row pairing. Campbell game. Gillard in particular has got a real B under his pairing. Pairing this year. He's pairing. been great. Uh, Gutherson was good again. Moses... Uh, Papa Lee again just gets you so much work and some stuff off of the ball I'll tell you one guy who's probably stepped his game up because he was on the outer for a little bit there Nathan Brown I still think he probably needs to add another layer or two to his game but I certainly think he, he saw himself on the outside looking in at the back end of last year mm. um, and he's another one who's got a bit of a bear under his bonnet at the moment so good they're playing some good footy uh, Sharks Tigers I don't really want to give this a lot of time because in all honesty I didn't even think the Sharks were that good, but it probably shows where the Tigers are. Well, Fitzgibbon came out and said that. They were awful. They were pretty ordinary, and they still put 30 on them and scored six tries. Yeah. So. It looked like a game that Cronulla knew they were going to win, yeah. and the Tigers knew they were going to lose, and they were just filling in the minutes. And I, I pretty much say what I said before. Four games in, a lot of change, uh, in particular in spine. You've got lots of ticks in the sense of he's getting the best out of guys like Raymond, Ueli, guys that you've seen glimpses from. Um, getting Moylan to play some better football. And then I think the fact of, you know, guys like Braley, um, their right-hand edge looks really threatening. Their back five make a shit ton of metres. I think, again, they're all about 150-plus. Kennedy yeah. is quality, and, and it's just going to get better. Like I said, the more games they play together, the better that spine gets together. Um, that's just going to keep developing. And then I think, like, you know, guys like Dale putting themselves and imposing themselves on the team. McKinnis getting healthier and playing more minutes. Like They're just going to gradually become better and better. And I think, you know, even like a guy like Wade Graham, like I said at the start of the year, um, an injury before things got going and they've been winning without him. Like, you know, Nakora is back to playing some of his best football team. Wilton's done a really good job there. Like, they're in a really good position. And again, I don't like going too far forward, but even for next year, like we said, because if they move on from Fafita and Wade Graham, like $1.6, $1.7 million dollars, Oregon Kafusi coming over another younger middle. That whole side's basically intact and signed and staying, and they've got money to go into the market. So um, there's a lot of positives if you're a Sharks fan. Yeah. A lot of positives. And, and for the Tigers, there's not many positives. It was probably, to sum up things so far, about as exciting as the guy with the flare getting crash tackled. That pretty much sums up the day. <laughs> so I don't know. It, Laurie getting ruled out literally as he arrived probably sums up the Tigers season so far. There's been something every week that seems to go wrong. Um, a lot of people, again, were straight into Brooks. You know, a lot of their players, uh, yeah, I don't know. Sucks to be Madge, that's all I can say. Yeah, um, it sucks he, to be Luke Brooks too. He's not going to quit, but he's going to continue to be the punching bag and Brooks is going to continue to be the punching bag. I honestly think it's better for both of them. We've said it a million times again. I think he needs to move clubs and for Madge, I think the best thing that could happen is being fired at the moment. Hop out of the aeroplane while there's still a parachute, boys. <laughs> I'd just be fucking... Fire me. Go into Sheen's and beg him to do it. Do something. Mm. Get me out of here. I think Sheen's... See, the advantage he's got, Madge has got with Sheen's is that... Sheen's, Sheen's knows him. Well, he's a coach. Yeah. Sheen's is looking at that going... Yeah, it's a dumpster this fight. This is a tie fight, man. <laughs> it's a fucking... 
Well, it's the tire fire from the Springfield. It's the smelliest, the smelliest the fart in a fucking small room you've ever had ever. Yeah, and we've got Arpy coming and we've got Papa Lee coming and I'm trying to get young guys. Yeah, like, they're bagging the fuck out of Madge saying, oh, he can't, he can't attract anyone. Well, he got Appy. Hmm. He got Papa Lee. And whether that's Sheen's, like, you've also got to look. It he, wasn't Sheen's. They were all there no, I'm just saying Sheen's that. No, nah, it was after Sheen's come aboard, but I'm saying Madge also needs help, like we've said before. This, this club is a tire fire from the top to the bottom. Well, like there was going I know again I'm not going to name names but I know two or three in the off season that they wanted and Madge had made contact with but it had to go through the board and by the time the board fucking got back around to Madge players are gone yeah the board and that hasn't happened since Sheens has got there there's, there's a, a bit more structure there. and a bit more help around Madge because you can't do it on your own there's a few people there on boards and in high positions that are just wasting space yeah and you know yourself like you can't Bring push... it back to the good old days yeah you can't push shit uphill on your own I well think... these are the good old days like when have the, the good old day? I'll tell you when the good old days were. Twenty ten, the last time you made the finals, mm. or twenty eleven or whatever. Machines, like we said, nose juniors, and the first thing they did is restructure again for the thousandth time their paths. But you know it's probably going to be more stable now. Let's have a restructure for a restructure for a restructure. I think, like you said, he's got but a it's supporter. It's not going to change the fact that your first grade roster is not a top eight. First grade roster. No, but I think he's got a supporter there, like you That's said. That's it. Somebody who he knows, somebody who can see the situation. Yeah. And he's going... Well, that. sack him. Okay, sack him. So he can... And go and get... Seraldo. Whoever. It'll, yeah, but Cam's not... Seraldo's not stupid enough to think that he's going to be able to go in there and wave a magic wand and improve that roster. No. He's a realist. It's the same point again. He understands about... that, you know, the, the advantage he's got at the moment being at Penrith and being in a good system... Barrett's the reason for the attack. Barrett's the reason for the attack. They've scored fucking 20-something points. They're the worst attacking team in the comp. You also need players. Coaches are only as good as their players. It's it's a combination. You need good admin. And the West Tigers, unfortunately, don't have good admin. Mm. Don't have good players. So, like I said, so, I think Sheens was a real bag positive. the fuck out of the coaches. And oh. he's already put some guys in place. But, again, I, I still don't know whether he'll get the time, but that's probably above Sheens. That's the board. Mm. But with him there right now, if he's telling them, clearly you already said it, we're back on the coach, we're back and we're going this direction. And the other thing is, every name that gets bandied around for the West Tigers job, it's like, I, like I'm sure that they're just going to run and jump for the job. They're, they, they can't, they're knocking down the door to try and get there. Mm. Like, come on, man. What, what coach in their right mind wants to pour petrol on themselves and set themselves on fire? No. Apart from poor old Madge, he's doing it every week. And he oh, looks like yeah. he's aging five years. I don't know if you've seen months. that meme, which I have seen, but they had him oh. when he started four years ago and what he looks like now. Before oh. he's aged. He's, and he's a lovely man. And he oh, yeah. works extremely hard. Yeah. And look, Big that, that, um, that doesn't separate him from the results. Like, eventually the results are going to get him, but yeah. he's, he's a good person. He's good heart and he's trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Whether, it's, whether it is the correct thing, he, yeah. he, in his heart of hearts, genuinely believes what he's doing is the right 100%, thing. 100%. But also, like I said, again, everywhere else he's And been, he would know. He's won a comp. He's got people around him. When and he went to Wigan, he's won. when he went to South, he's had at least good infrastructure, yeah. good club, good everything else. He's a winner. Here, he's on his own. Yeah. Hard when you're, work when you're on your own, yeah. it's fucking pretty hard to get things done. Yeah. Uh, but we'll leave that one behind. Positive for the Sharks, not much for the Tigers. Again, like we said, they're usually pretty good in these Easter Monday clashes. Let's hope they turn up and give a good account of themselves this mm. Monday. And the last one to finish us off, Panthers, Dogs, 32-12. Uh, I think this pretty much sums up where we started at as to why the fuck wasn't Kyle Flanagan playing seven from the start. Oh, yeah, we set it all off. Because he was their best option. And it's the first time Matt Burton's had a little bit of space and freedom and not having to handle the ball all the time. Um, in particular, I, I know because the fact they're off the back foot from their forward pack and OBs, they didn't have a lot 
of real good ball, but the shift play near the back end where it was Flanagan long out the back of shape, digging into the line to Burton, to Avarillo, to Adokar, I'm like, well, you know, th- those sort of things would happen more often if you actually picked your best number seven. Mm. And he proved to be so. They didn't rely on him as much for the kicking game. I know a few people pointed that and go, well, he didn't end up kicking that much. And I was going to say, well, again, it's hard when you're coming out of yardage, you're just going to give it to Burton and let him hurl up those fucking nasty torpedoes. But if they were in better positions or good ball or short kicking game situations, Flanagan would have handled most of that. But if you're constantly kicking off the back foot and out of yardage, you're going to give it to the guy with a bigger boot and just try and heave it and take as much yards or force an error. But yeah, effort was there. Um, but again, difference between the top side and the bottom side. Um, then we spoke about it earlier, like a guy like Dufty and the way he played, four errors, just not around the football. Only it's had not four even or five errors, just, like, yeah, it's his work ethic. He was just, didn't want to be, and then you look at like Edwards on the other side because they go, oh, he's small. I'm like, well, Edwards, Edwards isn't big either. I'll tell you something about Dylan Edwards. He's the best fullback in the comp. 20 Right carries. now, he's the best fullback in the comp. He's playing better than James Tedesco. Turbo, he's playing better than Turbo even before Turbo got injured. He's the best fullback in the comp. He's been very good to start, well, 100%. Fuck, he's busy. <clears throat> right at this second, that's my opinion. He never looks tired. It's ridiculous. But it's another one of these nights again um, where we're going to slowly see things probably get better for Penrith, which is scary because, like we said, there's players to come yeah. back. Cleary, Luai, Yo, got to find that balance again about how they play as a trio and linking and moving across. I thought Arpy was very, very good again. Just some subtlety around the ruck that certainly goes unnoticed. I think he's going to be really, really missed next year when he goes. I don't know if there's a move still there to be made or something they're thinking internally. Like, Mitch Kenny's a grinder. But if him and nine compared to RP is fucking chalk and cheese. Mm. There's a big difference between the ruck, the way you get your forwards on Huge. the ball. Like, yeah, I think um, Huge. that's sort of underrated. But what do you say? Penrith, uh, again, an outstanding effort and just chalk and wins up and chugging along and, and the Bulldogs I think now you've seen the benefit of having a genuine halfback and there's going to be easier games than Penrith stick with what you've got and actually give it some time to grab yeah that's right uh, I think they're a big show in South now this week in terms of the Dufty situation there's already talk that they're not going to renew him and move on from that well if that's the case again if you've got someone there make that change well, I'd like to see Avarillo play fullback mm. that's just my opinion I, I was happy that he got out of Seven, because he's not a seven, but coming through, he was a one, he was a three, he was a six. His best position's running, but I think, again... Well, they've got Khaled Rajab there, they've got Declan Casey there, they've got... With some freedom at the back there. of the field, I think... Corey you know, Allen, they've got options there. Didn't they sign Corey Allen to play fullback? Well, what happened with Shook? I thought he was okay last year, he's in and out this year. Could you get him back in the centres and get Avarillo a crack at one? I think Shook got injured. I didn't see the cup game on the weekend, but I thought he was pretty solid most of last year. Yeah, he was. So, I don't know. But if the Dufty thing, again, is a problem and they're not happy and they're not going to renew him, well, burn it, get, just end the experiment right now. Is he only on, sorry, is he only on, on one year deal? One year deal. Okay. Well, remember, like no one really wanted to touch him after the Dragon situation, which no one really knew. Corey about. Allen played fullback for the Dogs in uh, reserve grade on the weekend. So, shot played in the centres. Yeah. Well, I'd bring shot in play him in the centres and I'd put Avrilo to one. Because hmm. I think, again, players like that, again, that are dominant ball runners or their best attributes, ball running, playing at the back of shape. I know it's harder when you're not a team that's on the front foot more consistently, but he does have the ability to pass. He's a very good ball runner. I like players like him in that sort of position yeah. where they can pick and choose their moments. Similar to what you are talking about Burton the other week. We talked about Penrith the other year, about fitting him, Luai, and they didn't, obviously they didn't go down that road, but 
Flanagan there, Burton at six, and then you look at your one. If you're not happy with him, I'd just be going, all right, well, I've got a 19-year-old, 20-year-old kid in shop who we brought over. Let's keep working with him and let's get Arrillo playing in a, a dominant position where he can you know, exploit the best part of his game, which is ball running. Mm-hmm. Let's put him there. But there you go. That wraps up the reviews from the games for the weekend. Let's jump in and try and do our tips without seeing the lineups. Brought to you by bluebet.com.au. If you're going to have a bet, do it with a true blue bookie. Download the app today or visit the website www.bluebet.com.au. The charity account. We've got a winner. I picked one. So we've got one each, 120 in the bank. Dylan Brown, well, thank you very much. Happy days. And he didn't have to do fuck all for it, which was even better. Beautiful. Contest, old Brighty did us a favour. Got up there and competed. The ball dropped backwards into Dylan's two pretty little hands and he just had to put it down. So Outstanding. 210 the kitty. I get to bet again. And uh, in terms of tips, you got seven. I got six. And let's have a look at this week's round without the odds or without the lineups, which would be interesting. But first up, Thursday night, we've got the Raiders up against the Cowboys down in Canberra. In terms of Canberra, I think this week, Tomoko only played half a game and was missing. Hudson Young pulled out before kickoff. He had an injury. Uh, to, to his toe, I think. And then for the Cowboys, out of the weekend, um, trying to think about if they had anyone injured. I know that Hammer's been you know, confirmed now that he's going to be out for at least two to three weeks. But other than that, not too sure if uh, there's any other outs. So if they're looking at similar side, who do you like? Raiders. Raiders, team At home. I think they'll be smarting, smarting after the last two performances. Well, last three performances, to be fair. I'm trying to find something here. What are you looking for, mate? I was looking for the bloody injuries, but... No, nah, still just no, to me, so I'm done. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to Go on, tip the Cowboys. You're a Cowboys <laughs> lover. Tip them again. <laughs> tip them again. Watch them burn. Raiders at home. Have to tip the Raiders at home, but... Cold as a witches. Similar deal. I've tipped them majority of the week so far, and they've let me down. And they've been ordinary. Well, and the Cowboys haven't. So, well, they've showed more than the bloody Raiders have so no, far. They got dusted by the bloody Raiders. I disagree with that. Did you watch the game around Yeah, I did. I did. It was ordinary. Yeah, it was ordinary. But, yeah, interesting one. Time, bro. But these are the ones, again, for Canberra, like we said, these are the ones that are the difference. Losing to Melbourne's one thing. Beating the Sharks is another. You can't you lose know. to the Cowboys twice and but expect to play final three. That's exactly it. And we talked about, you know, it's been a rough start. No Fogarty. The future wins. No Hodgson. But, yeah, if, if this is... Ah, oh, come on, mate. <laughs> come on, mate. You thought Brisbane were going to be better. They got dusted by 30. Brisbane are better. No. No. The odds with that one with Brisbane Blue, are better this year than they were last year. Better than the Cowboys? No. I said, you said, I said Brisbane are better. Yeah, They're we're, better five, we're, we're five weeks in. Yeah, I think the Cowboys would be better. Relax, buddy. But the odds with this one with bluebet.com.au. The Raiders, $1.57 favourites at home. The Cowboys, $2.40, minus 3.5 line. 1-12, 285 for the Raiders, 370 Cowboys. 13 plus Raiders, 310 $6 for the Cowboys. Souths versus the Dogs, the early Easter Friday game. Uh, always one again that generally turns up being quite entertaining. Um, what have I bloody done? I've got rid of me, me game. Oh, now. You're on fire, aren't you? I've closed it on window. You're an idiot. 
Well, what do you want? I've got some stuff in front of me. Oh, I was just looking at the injuries and what I had there again. But Bloody injuries. You're obsessed with injuries, son. Ah, we're just trying to go the best without the lineups we've got. We know Latrell's going to be out. So yep. Blake Taft's going to be playing fullback uh, in terms of the dogs from the other night. I don't think anything came out of that one. So you'd think pretty similar lineup, unless, like we said, they've had enough of Dufty and that situation's been sorted. And in terms of any sort of reshuffling, regardless of that, I'm going to be sticking with Souths. Yeah, Souths. Um, I, I do think the Bulldogs. I think it's firstly close. they'll get up for this. Yeah. No Latrell is going to bring them back to the field, and the Rabbitohs certainly aren't playing their best footy yet. So. No, nah. and again, yeah. when you're trying Big to build, occasion. trying to build things with your spine, and he's missed the first few games. You've only been back for two weeks, and now he's out again. It's another change in your spine. It's another combination change. Um, yeah, and I certainly think, again, their forward pack is solid without being outstanding. And the Bulldogs have, you know, haven't quite delivered in that area just yet. But this is a matchup they should certainly get their tails up for. Yeah. Um, but I'll stick with South, same as you, and with bluebet.com.au. They're heavy favourites, $1. twenty-six. The Bulldogs, 385 minus 10.5 the line. 1 to 12 South, 275 $5 for the Dogs. 13 plus South, 210 $11 for the Dogs. Panthers Broncos later on on Easter Friday at eight o'clock. Uh, in terms of Penrith, I think we know again, regardless of changes, plenty of cover uh, for them. You know, in terms of those other guys coming back, it says round nine or ten for Toto and Leota, so not expecting any of them. Brisbane out of the other night, I don't think there was anyone else. I think Corey Oates, after his little break dance and move after trying to jump up, might have some issues, but mm. we'll have to wait and see. But regardless, Penrith yes. at Penrith. At this point in time, it's, spanky, spanky time. it's just a layup. So they could be copying a, a bit of a score. And the odds reflect that with bluebet.com.au. It's $1.08 for the Panthers, $8 for Brisbane, minus 19.5 the line. 1 to 12, 360 Panthers, 11.50 Broncos, 13 plus Panthers, $1.39, $36 for the Broncos. The Manly Titans game. Oh, yes. The, Ken, bro- the Brookie Bash-Up. The Brookie Bash-Up, as he calls it. Brian Kelly should be back. Good. He was out with COVID last week. Jaden Campbell went a week longer. He's hopefully going to be back. I think that will certainly help out. And in terms of Manly, I think from last week, there was questions after Martin Tapau went down earlier. I think Parker is under COVID protocol, so he can potentially be missing. But Josh Schuster, this is around the time he's supposed to be back, so... Not a hundred percent sure there, but who are you going with? Oh, Titans. Turbo out. I'm going to go Manly because it's at Brookvale, but again, sure. reading that, who bloody knows? I didn't think they were going to win last week, but they did. Uh, but I think again, Titans by sixty. If Park, <laughs> if Parkers were out with COVID, <laughs> I'll if, get it right eventually. I just keep saying it every time they play. Yeah, just keep doing it. If yeah. Schuster's not ready to go, if Tapia's out, they're going to be a bit light on. But um, yeah, purely for home ground. So with bluebed.com.au, Manly at dollar fifty-two, the Titans two fifty-five, minus five and a half the line, one to twelve, Eagles two eighty, three ninety for the Titans, thirteen plus Eagles two eighty-two, six eighty for the Titans. Uh, this game is the one that I really would like to go and watch live. The Storm at home against the Sharks. Uh, in terms of any changes for them this week, I don't think there was any issues out of the weekend. For the Storm, uh, I don't know. I heard a little bit about that Ueli tackle. I don't know if he's been charged or what's come of that. Um, Wade Graham, similar deal. This is around the time I talk about him being back without seeing the lineups. It's hard to tell. 
I think this should be a really good game of football, but Melbourne in Melbourne, I'll stick with them. Yeah, I'm sticking with Melbourne, but I think the Sharks can win. And yeah, 100%. I think this is a, you know the first real good test. We saw him get up against Parramatta, but going and beating Melbourne in Melbourne would be a huge Tell tick. Tell him the price, John. Tell him the price, son. This would be a huge tick uh, after yeah, five weeks. What price are they? Well, you Melbourne at $1.37 favourite. The Sharks get 3 Whoa. 10 I'll have a bit of the 310, uh, thank you very much. Not bad at all. Minus 7.5 is the line. 1 to 12, 275, Storm 450, Sharks. 13 plus, 250, Storm 810 for the Sharks. What's the line? 7.5. Mm. I'm with you, I think. It's actually a low line for a $3.10. I was going to say, I think uh, that's the funny thing. Give the good price on the head to head, but the line you don't yeah. give too much away. Interesting. Interesting. I think that line <laughs> will go out. Yeah. Well, I don't mind the price, honestly, at 3 That's what I'm saying. I think, uh, sorry, I think the line will come in, sorry, because people are going to take price. I think 310 is uh, fairly generous. I'd be th- I'd be surprised if they weren't at 250 or shorter come kick off for Sharks. Yeah, well, again, I, I like the price. I like what I've seen so far, but yeah, always a, a bit of a task heading down there. Hasn't been a happy hunting ground, but nevertheless, it's... Uh, Something I'm really looking forward to watching on the weekend. And then we move into Sunday. The Roosters up against the Warriors. Again, from last week, you're looking at the Roosters. I don't think there was too many issues that came out of that game for them. Uh, on the Warriors side of things, I think Montoya's in trouble. Um, He's been referred straight. Contrary conduct for the comments he made on the field. Mm. So that's a bit of an issue. Uh, was that the F word? Yeah. Was that him? Okay. I think that was him from memory from the weekend. I... Called someone a derogatory term, is that right? Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure that was the one. We were watching it. I didn't, I didn't hear it or see it. I didn't have the volume up because we were here yeah. with the kids and going back and forth and doing what we're doing, so I didn't hear anything. It's only today I actually read about it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I yeah. saw Ian Roberts came out. Got, like, Ian Roberts, man, he's a legend. Yeah, 100%. He comes out and just pace whoever um, and, and, I guess, pr- protects, not protects, but speaks up for... Um, you know the L L G B Q. What is it? L T. I don't know what the I don't know what the abbreviation Good is. Job, but the, well, the, yeah, <laughs> I guess the the gay and lesbian community. Lockie's he's, yeah. he's an absolute soldier. He just yeah. gets on the front foot and hits him for six. Well, look, like, what he, look what he did to Gary Jack. So he's not a bloke you want to be throwing those sort of statements yeah, out. No. <laughs> so. Poor old Gary's never recovered. Nah. He treated him like a human piñata. Yeah. But, you know, fair play to him. He got on the front foot, but uh, that's been referred. In terms of any other issues coming out of the game, like we said last week, there was basically... What, what, what do you reckon he'll get for that? I have no idea. I really don't. That's all I'm asking. Depends. Again, like, he's been, like I said, referred straight away. Re- referred... Does he have form? Referred is obviously completely different. I also, I don't think what he said is... Um, it should be ever condoned. Nah. But I do think this is a reason. I'd like to see the mic's, mic's go. gone. Because we'll be completely honest again. There's guys around the field or as coaches around that. There's a lot of words that get thrown around. Yeah. And aren't. there's a lot that aren't picked up. Mm. So, yeah. And that's not saying it's right or it makes it right. But the fact it was heard and highlighted. I, I think we should go to the NFL model when if the referee wants to tell the crowd something or tell, push a button. Yeah. So. Otherwise, the only people that hear it should be the bunker, the, the, the officials and, you know, the referee coaches or whoever. I'm going to go the Roosters, but again, the way they've been playing and, and the Warriors... Roosters, yeah, with no confidence. They could end up getting beat, in all honesty. 
That's another uh, one. Tell, tell them the price. Sam. Tell them the price, Sam. Well, the odds in this one are bluebet.com.au. $1.17 are the Roosters. Wow. What price are the Warriors? I'll take that start. $5 for the oh, Warriors. Oh, yeah. I'll t- I'll, I don't have 20 on that. That's worth a crack. Yeah. That's worth I have that as a charity. That's worth a crack. Put Cronulla into the Warriors for our charity bet. Yeah, it has to be a single. So. Ah, come on, Bluebet. Let's just ask for two bifties this week. Ask for a blue bet special. Four us a week. Give, give us, us another fifty. Give us. <laughs> four. Give us. I, I, I would like twenty four and a half start combined for those two teams. Uh, just spot us a week early. We'll put two fifties no, on no, both. No. <laughs> a blue bet market. I'd love to see him form up a market, like a special market. I want Cronulla, and I want the Warriors, and I want them with a combined twenty four and a half start. What are they giving you here? They're giving you 22, so they're close. So they're going to give you less than two bucks. So it's not really No, they thing. wouldn't. They'd give, they'd give us more than that, wouldn't they? Well, four down. You can buy them together. You get about three bucks for that, 350 for that. All I know is, again, with what's going on right now. Come on, Blue Bet. There's certainly a chance, that's for sure. But $5 for the Warriors, $1.17 for the Roosters, minus 14.5 line, 1 to 12 Roosters, 305, 1 to 12 Warriors, 675. 13 plus $1.71, 13 plus $19. I think that's a bit insulting to the Warriors. It's insulting. <laughs> they, they touched, What's the start for? They, they touched up the Broncos, and the Broncos almost beat the Roosters. This is the spider web we said before when you pull the strings everywhere. Yeah, uh, and we move on from that one. The Dragons up against the Knights. Throw 100 coins up in there and give this one a 50 50. Uh, if Clune. He's injured and missing like they were talking about or if he's ready to go. That's a different story. Mama Sia needs to be seen too. Dominic Young still under a cloud. We know that Clemmer was already missing. Fitzgibbon's missing. Barnett suspended. Broly missing. It's not really been a great situation for them. So hopefully uh, the Clune situation, which I missed, uh, what happened there, he's good to go. But yeah, there's a lot of injuries and a lot of turmoil early at Newcastle. They can't seem to catch a break. The Dragons, well... You know, they've had some issues, but he's also punted those kids like we talked about very early. So, does he backflip on that? We don't know until we see the lineups. Uh, Sullivan played really, really well on the weekend. Would he, you know, be bold enough to recall him within one week? I don't know. I think Josh Maguire from memory is potentially back from suspension this week. So, they'd be rolling out another one of his old Broncos boys into the team. Um, I don't even know where to go with this one. Newcastle are just... Go on, Newcastle. I've got so many They're injuries just... and issues. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. What's the price? With bluebet.com.au, they're $2.50 outsiders. It's down at win. Why? Well, I think they're just looking at, again, the amount of injuries and the way they've been playing. and You know, I don't know. What time's that one? That's 4 o'clock at Wynn Stadium on a Sunday. Oh, man. I ain't, I'm, not betting, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not betting the Dragons. No way in the world. I wouldn't I'm bet. not tipping them either. I'm I wouldn't bet on either. I wouldn't bet on either. We've got some money tramps. at the moment. Um, yeah. I just think they're a better team. I'll they, go, they've got more ticker too. I'll go Newy as well for similar reasons, but with the amount of injuries and what's going on at Newcastle, this is one of those rare moments. start there? Where they've got a chance. There's a bit of value this week. Minus four and a half. Is the start there? One Take to twelve, two ninety for the dragons, three sixty for the knights, thirteen plus three dollars for the dragons, six fifty for the knights. And the well, last game, value in this game as well. The Easter Monday game. If uh, you're getting better than a dollar one on Parramatta, that's stealing money. Well, Junior Paulo, from what I saw earlier, has taken the early play. Well, there you go. So he's gone for a week. 
if you think that you were so right, Junior, you should have gone and challenged it. Yeah, well, I think the fact that Horseshit. it ends up in two weeks and they've charged him. If you're going to bitch and moan about it, go down and challenge you're it. You're going to trust the judiciary? I'm not. I'll just take the weak thing. Yeah, of course you will. Because you're weak. The judiciary don't know what they're doing. Yeah, well, talkers and walkers. So, if you're going to whinge about it, go down and challenge it. You think you're so hard done by? Near go down and justify it. But you know why? Because you hit him in the head. That's why. Nia Koro's potentially back this week, which would be handy timing. Wunga Blake now with an injury. We don't know the extent, but they've certainly copped uh, a bit in the outside back. So that's now Wunga Blake, Sean Russell, Mike Acevo, Hayes Dunster. I might get a start on the hip and swing for the Eels. Doubt it. Strap them on. Doubt it. We're back. <laughs> Maybe they'll call Fergie back. Fergie, no, Fergie. He's in jail in Japan. No, he's back here. He's, he's <laughs> playing for the bloody Thermal Roosters. No, he's not. Him and Curtis Scott, they're both out playing oh, Thermal together. God. They're signing every ex-NRL player they can get their hands on. Out in Group 6, eh? So, Is that Group 6? I don't know. Uh, You've defended more people now because you don't know a group. Why for, oh, people are going to get offended. <laughs> you can kiss uh, my ass or what? No, I don't think... If anyone, I'm sure it's Group 6. If anyone knows that movie reference, which they won't, Inboxes, but they probably won't. Film is where um, it's in the same cop. Yeah, it's that group was, six. Thermal. It's group six. Thermal Roosters. There's a lot of uh, ex players out there. I think Let and a lot of guys are at Camden. <clears throat> the Rams. And I think Ray Cashmere was out there somewhere. <clears throat> there was a lot of ex first graders. Yeah, that's around. that's enough about the Thermal Roosters. So yeah, they're in group six. Curtis <clears throat> Scott and Blake Ferguson are apparently out there, but. Yeah, bit of a bit of an injury issue in their outside back stocks. The young man, like Russell, who comes through, played Australian schoolboy Sam Lozu, who's been playing cut the last few weeks. Matt Komalofe is another young winger, so they might have to reach for another player there. Last week, they obviously shifted Bryce Cartwright into the centres. I highly doubt that's going to be something they're looking to do on a full-time basis. Um, so that'll be interesting. The Tigers, who knows what changes they can make. Merry Christmas. Probably not many, so... Mm. Uh, regardless of the outs potentially for Parramatta I'll be sticking with Parramatta yeah me too West Tigers need a severe change in luck that's what they need mm. and the odds in this one hefty again with bluebet.com.au Parramatta $1.06 the oh. Tigers $9.20.5 is the start you for get the, there the value 1 to 12 three seventy for the Eels $13 for the Tigers 13 plus $1.35 for the Eels $36 for the Tigers Go and put your yearly wages on Parramatta. Get 6% pay rise. <laughs> it's a 6% it is. pay rise. It's a 6% pay rise. Thank you. Uh, I think I'd put it on Penrith. A dollar eight. I'd take an 8% We'll just put them together. But in terms of uh, charity bet, I don't mind the Sharks. Or look, like the Warriors would be a real stab, but... I'd be going with Sharks honestly, the Warriors. The way the Roosters have been, anything could happen. They yeah. struggle to put Brisbane away. The Warriors did him in the week before. Yeah. So, five Dora. Do Don't let fear hold you Five Dora? Don't let fear hold you back. So, wait and see what lineups come out tomorrow. And same as the Sharks. I don't think the Sharks Yeah, but you're the, you're the best at talking yourself out of it, too, you idiot. Because ah, I'd tell you. And uh, then it wasn't on. Then I got closer. Then there was a change. I was like, you've given me time. If it's locked in, it's locked in. But... There's a few there. I'd like to see who Manly end up naming as well. Same as the Titans. What price the Titans? Two fifty five. Ah, oh, get out of town. Ah, get out of town. He says. Thirteen plus Titans. Boom. Done. Mate, even Sharks or the Warriors at one to twelve, even with your own wallet, are worth a tenner. Because if they win, I don't ten. 
Yeah, I'm saying with your own wallet. I don't think they're going to dust either of them, but... Got to get a lobby on. Four fifty and six seventy five. You want to be getting three figures if you're going to back an outsider. Ten apiece. No. One to twelve. No. Small collect. Something for the kitty. No. Listen to you. No. No. Get the orbos out and go hard. Get the orbos out and go hard. <laughs> Are we going to be able to do any games this weekend? Yeah, I don't know. I'd imagine so. I don't In know what's on the weekend. Footy and. Everything else. Footy's on Friday. So, count out Friday. No, we don't have to count out Friday. Well, yeah, count out Friday because we're going to the footy. Well, we're going to be at the footy first of all. Yeah, For our own game. Yeah. And then we're not going to be home. Yeah. So, you can count Friday, yep. Maybe Easter Saturday. Either that or Sunday. One of the two. Warriors, Dragons, Knights. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll get something in this week, hopefully. Yeah. It's, uh, again, if you want to join us for a game, hijack.tv. Are we back to the two o'clock game now? They're going two and four? This week it's two and four. Yeah. Because daylight savings. Yeah. So that's the changeover, which I don't well, it's want. Not the daylight, it's not daylight savings. It wasn't daylight savings changeover this week. No, but I think that's usually what they used to do. It's because of the heat. They keep the, and uh, obviously a bit more sunlight, so. Yeah. You sort of get that transition to that four o'clock game. A bit more sunlight, man. But there you go. There's another week down. We'll see how that plays out without uh, the line. Stupid six o'clock Sunday game. Good riddance. Good riddance. Yeah. Should be the Monday game. Pelicans. There you go. That wraps us up for another week. Uh, a big thank you to bluebet.com.au. If you're going to have a bet with any bookie, do it with the true blue bookie. Download the app today or visit the website. Penrith Solar Center. There is no one better. Help them. Oh, sorry. Let them help you save your on your power bills. Tackle them head on this season. Give them a call today, 1800 20 or visit au. And again, if you want to listen to a game with us and uh, follow along with the action and have a laugh, hijack.tv, spelled H-Y-J-A-C-K.tv, Google Play Store or the Apple Store. Download it, join us. It's very simple. There was plenty of listening along the other night. Had a couple of laughs. Hopefully it wasn't too bad. Bit more of a casual look at the football, but with a bit of insight, and uh, that'll just get better as the year goes on. So make sure you download it and tune in for a couple of games with us. But uh, again, to finish us off, uh, a thanks to everyone for uh, the nice messages and the kind words, and uh, I hope you all enjoy the long weekend. Always outstanding. Plenty of football and some time with family and friends. And for now, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on, give us more, give us more. Where are you going? Where, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.